somehow we stopped recording. <laughs> but like a minute ago, I, I just I just restarted. Um, so let's just start on our top. No, let's start from the beginning. We're going to I will actually remove something this time. Wait, so, so what I did hope you decide? that I hope you feel happy about that. I'm removing something. Luna's barking. Give me a second. I gotta close the door. <laughs> Can't hear when you're barking, girl. Okay, are we starting from the beginning? Is that what you said? Yeah, we're gonna start from the beginning. We'll pretend like that that last part didn't happen, though. So we're clear. This is now the beginning. So whatever. Got but, it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Enough Brothers, because there are four of us. But these two are going to have to be enough. <laughs> and my dog wants to, my, Luna wants to join. Do you hear her whimpering on the other side of the door? It's fantastic. I, I also really love that um, I'm going to kind of repeat what we just said, because, of course, the context for why we're repeating is going to be in here. But uh, I still appreciate how funny it is that I'm about to say that we have changed this tagline every time. It's hilarious. I love it. We're going to do it forever, and so every year, you get ready for a new tagline for the Enough Brothers <laughs> podcast. That's right. Once a year, we come out with a new podcast, and each episode is its whole new whole new identity, whole new podcast. It, it literally has a different title to the podcast every year. The next one's going to be, uh, that. welcome to Enough Bro- That's Enough Brothers, the podcast where there's enough brothers. That's <laughs> it, yeah. It's like evol- It's evolving. It's gradually going to get shorter and shorter until it's just like, "Welcome to enough brothers." Jeez. Come on, that's enough. Like TV Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyways. So, wait. Oh yeah, we were we were looking at what the most recent or what the last time was for, that we recorded. Um, well, not exactly. When was our last podcast, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it was, well, so our last podcast we we recorded, I think it was like what thirteen or fifteen months ago, just about. And, but it wasn't uploaded until this October, right <laughs> or, or November. So, oh, Halloween! Yeah. It was the spooky either five episode. Five months or fifteen months. What? It's, it was the spooky episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you said that in the in the description. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it is funny though the timing because we did talk about Thanksgiving. That is during true. The episode, which yeah. is amazing. It's almost like I intended yeah, that from the beginning. And if anyone asks, I'm not sure it came across that way. I'm not sure it did. <laughs> They're like, wow, they're coming up with Thanksgiving stuff. Wait a minute. They're talking in January. What? <laughs> I think it probably came across as we're doing a time traveling podcast, uh, which <laughs> works for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, should we get back into into the different uh, topics that we've talked about before? I suppose so. And this time I won't click anything. So we're just going to hopefully not run into that problem we ran into before. Okay, Daniel. <laughs> um, so, do you remember? And I know it's been a year, but do you remember uh, my mobile office? I do remember your mobile office. In fact, how's that going? Do you, do you remember what it looked like from the first episode? You said it. Well, it was a briefcase, and in my brain, 
I remember it as being weirdly high tech, but also like, this is how I'm imagining it. And so this is obviously what I took it away as. It was like, (laughs) you have like an old, (laughs) this looks so stupid in my mind, but this is exactly how I imagine it. You've got like an old like sonar device. And I understand there's no reason for you to have sonar, but like, it's like one of those like old, like spy briefcases from like, let's say an early uh, James Bond. You've got like a computer inside of it and it's got like a sonar. It's got like pens and whatever. I know this is not actually it. The closest part was probably the computer, the computer part maybe. Uh, But that's how I remember it in my brain. (laughs) Well, some of that was right. Some of that was right. The only part of that that wasn't right, this is going to surprise you, but the, there's only one thing that you said that isn't right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and that is that it's not a briefcase. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of briefcase kind of briefcase size. You know those, like, military boxes that they, people keep, like, guns in? That's right. It was that. It's one of those. <laughs> And you, when you, but you're right that when you open it up, there is a satellite-looking thing that kind of pops up sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's a light that I use uh, when I'm live-streaming on the road. That's what it is. Man, I was close. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah, I was, I was impressed that you remembered that. Of all the things <laughs> to remember about it, that's like <laughs> the least memorable to me. <laughs> But yeah, it's got like, you know, a couple books, a couple notebooks, some pens and pencils, and everything I need for my computer. So, yeah. Well, there we go. Wow. I am, I am, (laughs) I really, really, really thought that you were going to say the sonar thing. Not going to lie. I don't know how how that worked out in my favor. It's one of the, it's one of those like, uh, you know, vlogger girl like things it's like a circle oh yeah one of the like ring lights yeah one of those yeah 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 there we go it's like a tiny one though like and it's on like it's on like a little stand and so sometimes the stand pops up that's hilarious not usually oh man (laughs) well so well i need to update you on where it is because you know it's mobile you never know where it's going to be (laughs) where is it Uh, now (laughs) well in our first episode it was on my lap (laughs) <laughs> right and on the road with me and on our in our second episode it was in texas and it had just moved in to my new studio that's right and now now it still mostly lives in that studio but every couple of weeks every couple of weeks uh i take it with me camping or i take it with me to lake whitney ranch which is like the nearby summer camp rad so, well that's yeah. a good time that's fun so wait, yeah, are we'll you? Yeah, talk about it more later. Don't worry. Good, because I was gonna say I, I didn't actually remember that. Are you working at Lake Whitney? No, no, no. Okay, I would you like just to, visit. I might try to, but not right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't remember this information. <laughs> yeah, probably probably years down the road. Oh well, I might try. Well, that sounds rad. But, yeah, well, yeah. It's well, it's a rad place. It's a very rad place. Nice. But in terms of studio updates. I since the last time we talked, mm-hmm. I now have furniture. Ooh, I have, nice! I have a table that I inherited from my aunt. Inherited is a weird word to use there because she's still alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was works. given to me. <laughs> it was given to me. Uh, well, I should say it was lent to me because they said if you stop using it, 
send it back. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Because she likes the table. I mean, and so she doesn't want to leave the family necessarily. Fair. But I've used it ever so. There we go. And then, and then I've got another thin table that has all of, most of our camping gear and stuff under it, and a bunch of stuff on top of it. It's like never been cleared as long as I've had that table. Huh. I have a shelf that I I I have a, a shelf of tools that I built and um it's the worst shelf you've ever seen but oh, I did nice. build it it took me like 20 minutes I just like had a moment of of energy and just like ran out and grabbed all the stuff screwed it all together put it on the wall we love uh, it and it, it looks awful but it has a bunch of stuff in it then we have a big bookshelf hutch thing you know uh-huh. like one of those china cabinets but instead of china because we don't need china uh yeah. Or fancy stuff. We have it Who full need of China? books. Oh, okay. We have it full of books. Nice. And then we also have. I also have this. So then I have my axes, which I I don't know how many axes I have right now. From here, I could probably count them by looking at the handles I get. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I've got 12 axes and one tomahawk mm. and oh, sitting in the corner. Uh, a lot of them are waiting to be rehandled and all sorts of stuff. Like there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. I've got some, some heads that are without handles that are, I've got three or four of them I need to do. So I know. And then I've also got um, a dresser drawer. Well, on, there on we the go. Side. You're well along so your way. We've gone all the way around the room. Yes, sir. There we go. That's nice. Congratulations yeah, on your studio good. upgrades. Thank you. Honestly, mm. it's nowhere near as nice as I pictured it would be. <laughs> and it's nowhere near as well nowhere near as well organized as I would like it to be. Uh but it does have a bunch of furniture and you know, like everything moved into storage. Like last time we talked, the room was one big pile of, of equipment. And now uh I've got plenty of room to work on things and walk around in the middle. And uh, there's still a bunch of stuff in the middle because I, I just got uh, some new things. Yeah. But And uh, we just had a trip and stuff. But, yeah, I'm I'm stoked about it. I got a big big window right in front of me, so that's nice. But, well, that's rad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me. Tell me about your basement upgrades in your studio. So my studio upgrades have been relatively minimal, not going to lie. Well, the last time – I don't know if I even told you about this in our last episode – Actually, I don't even know if it was. I think some of this stuff you had was just here. Put the, you had you had just put the soundboard yes. on the wall. That's right. Phone. That's right. So we did that. I moved my drum set uh, from where it was uh, when you were last there, and even when we were last talking. Um, what ended up happening was, I believe, sometime over the summer, uh, I got I. I had an electric drum set that I had put together, but I had it like by my desk to the right of me, which I mean, no one has a good Mm -hmm. reference for that besides you probably. Um, But I, I essentially swapped the position of my acoustic drum set with my electric drum set um, Mm -hmm. and then shoved my electric drum set in a slightly different location. Uh, So it's rad. I have added a third keyboard uh, down here. Um, and only because 
uh, I just didn't have space for it upstairs. So it's not really that I'm using it, but I'm still contemplating whether or not I'm actually going to get rid of it. Uh, because it doesn't like it works. I like the sounds that it has, but I don't know if I'm really going to have the energy to record the sounds directly off of it in whatever way I decide to do that. Um, or whatever sounds I really like from it. I haven't fully decided as you can kind of tell based on how I'm talking about it. Uh, so, (laughs) so I kind of just have it down here for the time being. Um, and then my big comfy leather couch, I no longer have downstairs. It's upstairs. Uh, because, uh, we will be getting into this in more detail later, but crystal and I decided to move it upstairs instead. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> and oh i got a new audio interface uh slash mixer because oh, wow. my mixer my mixer died in fact uh and they oh. and when i was like well i can get this repaired i think i know what the problem is uh the the presonus the manufacturer was like yeah you could send it to an authorized deal uh repair center uh, because it's out of warranty and the authorized repair center was like, Hey, yeah, 300 bucks ish and we'll fix it for you. And I said, I got this for like five fifty, So no. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you got a new one. <laughs> yep. So I actually got a new one and upgraded it to an interface. I really was wanting for a while now, uh, which is great uh, because it's, it's really cool. No big deal. Uh <laughs> Uh, really, really cool, uh, interface. Uh, and I'll be living with that one for the foreseeable future because I really like it and don't believe I'll need anything more and it's kind of expandable. So that's, that's a great plus as well. Oh, cool. It's like scalable. Like you can, you can mm-hmm. add to it and improve it. Yeah. Cause cool. my, my last mixer just had too many inputs for what I was doing. Cause when I bought it originally, I wanted to use it for like making my music video rec- recordings and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. which not that I am not wanting to do any more of those video recordings, but when I do them, I will one, probably use this interface and two, <clears throat> I, the way that I kind of, that I'm definitely going to be going about, uh, all of that stuff, like my practical usage for it, I, it just had way too many inputs for like my podcast. Whereas this one has yeah. just enough for my podcast. If I want to do like four people on a podcast and then, if I need more inputs for whoever knows what reason, like if I end up recording in studio stuff more with like, if I want to completely mic my drum set beyond the four mics that I have already, I would do, Hey, Hey phone, stop buzzing. I would do, um, I would just get an addition to add more mic inputs. So it's, uh, it's better overall. Um, so I appreciate that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's it's cool watching things evolve and change and grow and, and all that jazz. Oh Speaking yeah. Of dude. which, how how has your this is not the smoothest transition, <laughs> but um, <laughs> how's your videography been going? But I, last year we talked was the first time I had ever talked to you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you getting into videography and all that stuff. So yeah. How's that been going? So it's been going pretty rad. I was able to do, well, I've done a lot of stuff actually since then. Uh, I recorded uh, my first TV commercial, uh, recorded what? and directed it. Yeah. Um, it was a little. Like for a local TV station or yeah, for what? Like for the local TV? TV station. So it was 
Uh, actually, it, it's pretty cool because I don't know if we talked about kind of like what I do at this at UNL uh, for work stuff, but due to circumstances that have worked out fairly well in my favor, I am essentially the lead media creator for the School of Music. And oh wow, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it sounds fancier. Well, it's as fancy as it sounds, but not necessarily as crazy as it sounds. But it's still dope. It's a great resume builder if I was intending to build a resume. Uh, uh, but <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, essentially, I'm in charge of all the recorded media and photography as far as video and photo goes. Um, so if we need videos for stuff, I'll record them. If we need photos for stuff, I'll take the photos of events and whatever. Um, so like, for instance, today I did photos for, they have the American uh, Collegiate Dance Association Conference. They had it going on for the last three days, and so I went over there. We're hosting it at UNL, and so I took photos for that because the dance area is part of music. Uh, a lot of schools do d music and dance, but for some reason our school is just a mm -hmm. school of music in name. Uh, one day that might change, hopefully. Anyways, the point being, I'm in charge of that. And so last year, the dance area was they have every year in the spring and fall they have like a evenings of dance thing so uh the fall is the student dance project and in the spring it's evenings of dance where they have for two or three evenings maybe four they have dance performances uh put on by students and the different choreography that they've done and so the school of music has a commercials a 30 second commercial spot that they that they have specifically for that. And so I recorded uh, and put together their promo video for that. And it went on the television. Did I see it on the television? No, because my TV doesn't do that. Because who even has a tele television? But <laughs> exactly. But I know it went out there, uh, and I know I made it, and I know I have it on my website if anyone wants to see it. Uh, <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah, it's cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I was able to use some clips from um, from a dance video. The first video I recorded with my camera, in fact. Uh, the first thing that I essentially more or less directed and definitely edited. I'll tell you what, I did edit it. Um, that I did with my camera um, was was one of another thing with the dance area uh, where I did... Uh, I recorded a dance video for them that they did. It's got some super awesome shots that I love looking at um, in there. But it took me <clears throat> many, many hours because I uh, the, the lesson is essentially if you're going to record, get stuff out mm -hmm. of the shot that you don't want in the shot. The end. Set your Wait, scene. Wait, what do you mean by that? So, <laughs> so um, and... Of course, this is 100% more, well, not 100%, but like it's 99.9% .9 just because it was my first time shooting. And so there was a lot of stuff going on, you know, but we, we set up in the, in the Sheldon art gallery is what it's called on, you know, campus, pretty cool space. Yeah. I've um, been there. Yeah. You've been there. And so it's really awesome. Super high ceiling glass, not walls, but like glass windows as walls for the front and back of it. Right. And mm -hmm. some awesome and a cool staircase in the middle of the room of the main hall space. Uh, well, there's little things like benches around. There's a, uh, uh, little whatever's here and there. Uh, like there's a donation box in the room. Um, and what ended up happening was as we were, 
when we recorded the video, we didn't like move the benches, right? Uh, I think we moved the donation box. Um, where this is going, but like some of our stuff for the recording, uh, like our audio cables and things were kind of sitting on the benches Mm -hmm. and the briefcase and all this sort of stuff. So it would have been a really easy solution to just put them in another room. Speaking of which, there was a room that had a light on so you can actually see into it. Right. But exactly. And so we didn't properly set the scene. And so there's some stuff that are in there. I'm giving inside, not insider knowledge to this video, uh, or insider Mm -hmm. information on this video. Uh, but like, you had to edit around those things in post. Is that what you're saying? I just had to ignore a lot of it is what I had to do. Uh, well, I did have to add a round of around it by just kind of choosing different shots or punching in a little bit. Um, and things, uh, though the thing that was the most, um, uh, most work was actually, I, I was in some of the shots as well as Cameron are one of the other, well, you're a dancer. Well, no, I was holding my camera. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't pursued dance yet, though I would love to learn how to tap dance eventually. It's it's one oh, of my goals. I love so tap. Random. I love it. It's so cool. Um but the but me and Cameron were in some of the shots and so you will notice that me and Cameron are in none of the shots of the video if you take a look at mm-hmm. it. It's somewhere. I don't think I have it. I think at one point I had it on my website, but I don't think I do anymore. I might, though. I should, because it's a pretty solid video. Anyways. It's not uh, on your YouTube either, because I, I just looked at your YouTube not long ago. Yeah, it's, well, the thing is, I have, like, three YouTube channels, and I need to properly oh, really? separate them out. Yes. Um, and the one, actually, the videos on my website for now are hidden. I might change that in the future. But it's mostly because they... Well, some of well, some of them I just have like I need to restructure how I set my YouTube up because I want to bring my podcast back and then I have other stuff that I want to do and so that's actually why I have two slash three channels specific to my brand, um, mm-hmm. because I have one. I'm thinking of one Dan yeah. Bam. That's the one I, I'm thinking. Yeah, of. that Is one doesn't one? have them. No, that one wouldn't have it. Uh, I have another YouTube channel that's called TODB Productions, if I remember correctly, uh, and that one would have them, I believe, if they're there and not privated or hidden okay. or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I'm just not sure because I, I I haven't fully fleshed out that side of things, mostly because I haven't posted to my channel a new video video for a while um, or one of my own videos. I've done the most recent thing that I added to my One Damn Band channel was my lecture recital that I did last year because um, yeah, I thought it was cool. I watched it. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was cool. I was out of focus most of it because I accidentally set focus on a different spot than where I was standing, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's not wildly noticeable. Um, But yeah, anyways... That's that's what I that's what I did. I used some shots from that for that TV commercial, and then I also had a my first paid music video. Uh, well, okay, maybe not my first paid music Whoa. video. I've had a, I had two paid music videos actually in the span of time. Uh, one of them was like legit. The other one was kind of just quasi favor for a friend. Still an awesome opportunity, which was cool. So, uh, still still rad. Um, but it was helpful because, like, the first one was one where I was still figuring out kind of 
logistically how much time things take and how how much I would actually charge for the video and stuff and like what all it took, mm-hmm. you know, all of that sort of stuff. So I was cool with it. And I mean, it was also uh, associated with a school project we were doing. So it wasn't a huge deal because we still kind of need to do it for school. But I was like, I want to do a cool project with it. So it was fun. It turned out pretty cool. It's called. Um, I don't remember. It has escaped Is it on my brain. one of your YouTube channels? It's not on one of my YouTube channels, uh, so good luck. I'll, I'll probably... Where can I find it? I'll. You can find it, my friend Sapphire Toth, T-O-T-H, Toth, Sapphire Sky. Uh, her, I'll link it or something. On her YouTube channel? Yeah, on her YouTube channel, it's there. Um, I just don't remember what it's called right now, and I Sapphire literally spent Sky. so long on it. S-K-Y-E. Mm-hmm. That's the name of it? You did remember it? No, I don't remember. That's, that's how you spell her middle name, Sky. Sapphire Sky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sapphire Sky. Yeah. If you look that up, you'll probably find find it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's... Man. can't believe I can't remember. Oh, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, anyways, she... She and I worked on that video together. It was fun. It was cool. Did some neat, different things with it. Uh, what music is it? It's so she's a composer, and so she. Uh-huh. she classical then? Mm, is that what you mean? Kind of not really. It's not necessarily classical per se. There's like hip hop sort of stuff in there. Uh, it's kind of. It's. I mean, it's just some. It's not what like you would immediately think of as classical, especially because of the hip hop elements of it as well. It's, it's just like new music is kind of the catch all term that we use. I'm going to turn off my AC because I heard it start up and we don't want it to start up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has like some pop elements. Even yeah. though it's kind of a classical feel. Is that what, is that what I'm Classical-ish. Right? I mean, when you hear it, you'll it'll make more sense. It's just like, oh, the fan's on. Stop that. <laughs> if it ain't one thing, it's another. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's cool stuff. She 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 did a dope job job with it. I, there was a lot of stuff in there that I really liked messing with. Uh, it had poetry in there as well. And so it was like, the idea was, see, now I'm just going to have to look it up because the idea was essentially like, uh, in a Broadway, like industrialization and its effects on nature was kind of the idea of the piece. So yeah, it was cool. Um, It cool. was City of Forget Me Nots. There we go. The City of Forget Me Nots. Um, City of Forget Me Nots. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. With it's my barking dog. Yeah, we um so like the idea of how we how we put it together was we had we used footage from her actual recital um mm-hmm. and then mixed that in with stuff we filmed on locations. Um so it's neat because kind of the idea we went with was that the Faye character that's kind of giving the poetry that's representing nature is recounting their experience. 
And so mm. you go back and forth into kind of memories of what went down. Yeah. Really, cool. really fun, cool idea. Um, but yeah, so that was the first music video, pro- paid music video product project I did. And then the second one was for another friend, uh, Florencia. This one is on my website. Um, and so on um but it was of a piano sonata that she uh was doing an audio recording of and she asked me to do a video recording of it and it turned out fantastic really loved it really cool really fun uh really really good time uh great learning experience as well of course um but yeah so actually it funnily enough in the span of the year uh, or 15 months or five, who knows? Uh, <laughs> how, many, how many videos did you make this during 2022? During 2022, uh, of that nature, two. Actually, no, but I mean, like, in total. Cause you, in total, I did um, well. All finished video products. Finished video products that were, oh, I think actually three or four. Because I did have another one, but it was for the okay. B Lab, cool. you know. That's so, okay. so yeah, it, it was. As far as, like, expectations go, like, it went very well. At least how it all shook out, I'm really glad for it, of how it all worked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really cool. Um, but part of the reason why it wasn't necessarily as many is because I uh, ended up delving a lot more into photography than I had originally intended. Um, You've done more than one photo shoot per week? Not more than one photo shoot per week, but I've just done a lot more photo shoots than uh that i had originally assumed i would uh <laughs> uh so i did your plan was to do, oh that's right oh not from our last oh, video wow. that's a good point <laughs> i don't know if you remember this from our last video or our last <laughs> podcast but you said i'm gonna do at least one photo shoot every week man and when you, you just told me i did more photo shoots than i expected i'm like you did more than one a week. Well, that's a funny thing you bring up because I did less than that was than that standard of expectation that I set for myself in the past. Uh, I did significantly mm-hmm. less than that, but I did more than I ended up really overall expecting once that initial expectation yeah. jettisoned from my brain, evidently immediately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and it turns out in, in the, once I stepped out of my optimistic podcast in, into my life, I remembered, <laughs> oh yeah, I have other things to do too. I remember when you told me, because this is what you told me, I don't know if you remember, but you told me uh, I want to do one video every month, one video project, finish yeah. one video project every month. That's right. one photography themed photography uh uh session every week and i and i remember in my brain you were like wow that's not i was like that that (laughs) had better replace your normal job yeah that is a lot of work it really is yeah like wow that's hilarious because there were some things i did but i mean yeah it wasn't that i'll tell you what (laughs) <laughs> I did a few themed photo projects. You've seen did the results of do, one of them. Uh, here, here's, here's the question. Did mm. you ever do the self-portrait? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was the first one. I, that was the first one, and you were so Actually, excited to tell me about it. I, you know what? Yeah, I literally did not. I think I th- – no, wait. Maybe I did. I can't I check officially right now. It. But I – I know I did. Let me check real quick because I actually might have. I just don't remember when I did this self-portrait shoot. 
because I never posted anything about it. So that doesn't help yeah. me know whether or not that was when well, I did the way, it. The way it sounded, you, it sounded like you were playing to practice, usually to practice, not necessarily to post them. Oh, no, I did it. I did do the self-portrait shoot. Sweet. I just never, <laughs> I never posted it <laughs> or anything, which I mean, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I definitely did do that self-portrait shoot. Um, Very cool. So there's that. Yeah, January 9 is when I did that. January 9. Oh, some... so you, you almost got it within the first week like you, would, like you were planning. Yeah, just about. So it, it was near the beginning too. So that's yeah. good. That's cool. And then from there, yeah. it went to the wayside. Because I'll tell you what, when I did it, I probably knew the reason why I was doing it. But looking back on it now, nope. <laughs> I had not even <laughs> remembered I can totally relate to stuff like that. Yep. But yep. anyways, yeah, so that was that was that whole situation. Um <laughs> But um that being said, yeah, I was upon reflection, I am delightfully uh-huh. surprised. I am delightful about the mirror. <laughs> I I'm delightfully surprised. Uh not necessarily surprised, but pretty pretty proud of how things kind of shook out over the course of the year. A lot of things happened like that I wasn't even anticipating, which kind of messed with in a positive way. Uh, a lot of things actually happened in a positive way that I wasn't necessarily anticipating entirely. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as like the video and photo stuff goes, a lot of things happened that I wasn't anticipating. Uh, one being that I actually had that actual music video shoot where I was like, wow, this is actually working out fairly well. It was it was kind of out of the blue, but it was really awesome. Uh, shout out to Florencia. You're the best. Um, and then uh, also you, Sapphire, don't you worry about it. You're also the best. Everyone's the best. But then the photo stuff, um, what I ended up doing was I started doing a lot more uh, headshots and portrait stuff for people. In addition to, like, I started live streaming and recording people's recitals, uh, which was a fun, cool thing. Um that, I mean, I had originally intended to do anyways, but that's kind of why, like, I ended up doing a lot more recording and stuff in, in that vein. Um, it just wasn't necessarily exact. It didn't all fit together in the way that I had anticipated, but I mean, like, that's how life goes. Um, so that's, that's rad. And I mean, to the point where now today, officially, I am opening up my photo studio to a more official capacity. I took a room in my house. Uh, my piano room, the one you slept mm-hmm. in, as a matter of fact, when you visited. I remember it, yeah. Uh, and I've rearranged it some, and so now it also is functioning as my photo studio uh, in my house. Um, and I just went live with, like, setting up scheduling for appointments and stuff, and I'm doing, like, a, uh, I'm doing a promotion for March 26th, the first, anyone that does, that is able to sign up for March 26th will get half off on their photo if they bring a friend. Oh. On their session. Uh, so really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked what's for the, that. What's the website to look that up on? Is it, uh, is it the one damn band? Yes. The one damn band. And I changed the URL. So it's easier for people to type T O D B pro.com. Uh, real straightforward. Pro instead of music. Yeah. Pro as in professional. Cool. I still have T O D B music, so you can still go there as well. Um, it'll redirect you to T O D B pro. Um, but cool. But yeah, uh, I'm stoked for it. It's going to be really, really cool. Um, I also redesigned my website again uh, oh, to awesome. be to be more straightforward. Uh, 
if you go there, slash if you're there now, you'll notice if you just sit around on the welcome page for a little bit, it's going to cycle through some of my favorite shots, about like 20 20 of them. Really, really cool. If you're on a computer, you can press the arrow keys to move through them a little faster. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, I set up, I set it up in a way that it's easier to see kind of my portfolio of stuff and for me to cool. add to it as necessary. Like you can just send people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can just look at, look at the kind of stuff that I do. Um, and then mm-hmm. if you click on any of the, if you click on like the photo or the video thing, you'll see portraits at the top and you just click that or in the hamburger menu, if, menu, if you're on the phone and it'll take you right mm-hmm. to the sign up page. Um, though also, I am going to add a link to it on the homepage because I'm trying to stand by the three click rule for web design where you should be able to get to wherever you need to go within three, three clicks or less. Uh, so, I mean, technically you can do it in two clicks if you're on computer and it'd be one. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be three clicks. Exactly. Uh, if you're on phone. So it's not terrible. It's just slightly less intuitive if you're doing it on phone. So I'm going to mm-hmm. just make it simpler. Anyways, though. Yeah. Cool. So really cool stuff on cool. that front. I'm going to go check out your website after this. Rad. So. Yeah. I, I don't think I've been to your website. I've, I I explored your your YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. so I, I watched the, the lecture about uh, French composition. Mm-hmm. Uh, French. Uh, French jazz composition, mm-hmm. which yep. was interesting in spite of the fact that I didn't understand any of the words you were using. Grand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am glad to hear it was still I, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I necessarily would have watched it if I didn't know you or the topic, but since I knew either you or the topic, I, it was, it was fine. That's fantastic. <laughs> as long as you, as long as you're, but anyway, yeah. So I, I got to check out your website now. Oh yeah. That's cool. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's, it's, I said this, well, I don't know if I told it to you particularly, because I don't know if we talked about me redesigning my website the first time, but I am, you were, you were about to, you were saying ah, you were going to, that's right. So I don't know if, Oh, that's funny. Cause I think this redesign is the one that I was saying I was going to do. And I did this redesign a couple Probably. months ago. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but well, that's why we have a, a, a once a year podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really, I, I'm really proud of how this one's like set up now. Um, mm-hmm. which, you know, I was before with my previous setup until it didn't work for me, uh, for my, for my purposes. So, you know, it's what it is. Um, that's why you can mm-hmm. change it. Uh, but I really like the flow of it. I like that it is, it's versatile, but it's clear mm-hmm. in its versatility. Um, and partially mm-hmm. because like I'm focusing it primarily on the photography and videography stuff. Cause you know, that's like my main focus right now. I love performing and doing all that sort of stuff as we've talked about before, but like my idea is not so much to, advertise that unless i'm doing a ton of performances and stuff like it's in my bot in my Mm -hmm. page of the website right uh and if i get back to a point where i'm actually more consistently putting out the music videos um i'll probably Mm -hmm. add that page back into the website um the same thing with Mm -hmm. the podcast when once i get that started back up that's definitely starting back up this year i've talked to a lot of people recently about some cool music stuff uh 
about music entrepreneurship and just, you know, music currency, which is the title of that podcast. Um, like mm-hmm. the, just like how to be a modern musician or how to use your music skills in a, in a modern era. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. talking with a lot of people about that and I've found, as I already knew that was the case, just a it's lot coming of, back to life. Huh? Yeah. There's just so many cool different things that people can do that I just don't think that many musicians especially are aware of. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really excited to get back into that and kind of chat with some people about that. Uh, cause it's going to be really, 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 really cool. Um, but then I'll add that back into the website, um, and stuff. Uh, but yeah, super, super stoked about that. Um, but yeah, so we had a couple a few, <laughs> a couple primary uh, events that happened that were no- very notable for the both of us that happened last year. Oh, 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 oh! oh. <laughs> slow down, slow down. Or slow down. Don't worry, it's on the list of things. It's to talk later. About. Okay, so I, I thought yeah. we were going towards that. What's next? Uh, so I was here. So would you like to hear? Do you remember what my what theme, what my theme was for last year, twenty twenty two? Crap! No, I. Oh man, I don't mean to make this a quiz show. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay because I, I, it's okay because I do appreciate this method of us doing this because it shows who (laughs) really was the most prepared and who's really flying off the cuff ridiculously. Uh, (laughs) Well, think of it like this though, Daniel. It's not so much about who's the most prepared. (laughs) It's about who, who, (laughs) who is the more content focused of the two of us and who is the more uh, technical focused of the two of us. I suppose that's fair. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you knew this about me and my artistic life, but I'm like 100% story. That's like, that's all there is. That's literally all there is to my brain. Okay. I have no capacity for the interface. I think I remember. I think I remember. It had something to do with your Patreon or YouTube, right? No. Am I wrong? The dog was barking. Uh, I couldn't hear you. I almost want to say it had something to do with your Patreon slash YouTube, and I don't remember if that's the case. I just feel very, very adjacently. (laughs) I count it as a win. Like like, like if you had had a group of people uh, and they were all different possible themes and they were standing in a crowd together... Uh, I don't think that the actual answer would be standing next to YouTube or, uh, or what to do, but I do think they would all be, they would be in the same crowd. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes sense, but it sounds very sad. I think they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be next to each other, but they'd probably be within arm's reach. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, uh, last year was the year of the studio. The oh yeah, the yeah, the hint of that would have been like, what did we start the the conversation with? True, we talking about the studio. yeah, yeah so. that's that's fair. That is yeah. that is correct. I do. I mean, of course, it's correct. You you wrote it down and you said it because, <laughs> <I, laughs> as we already know, yeah. I didn't remember my own goal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Daniel. I wrote down your goals for you. I actually have a, I, you know how some people have like the dream board where they write down their dreams and, and take pictures yes. of their dreams? I've been making a magazine collage 
that I have made into a giant poster. It takes up, oh, I don't know, it's, it's like the size of a, of a map. Like, love like it. It's like maybe four feet by three feet uh, of your goal. I love <laughs> You have my vision board. <laughs> yeah, I, I have built your vision board on my wall. <laughs> yeah. The year of the studio, it actually turns out, was mostly not about my studio. It was about how can I make my studio about Daniel as much as possible. That was the goal. A weird shrine to me, but not really, but kind of. <laughs> goodness that's hilarious yeah so your studio happened uh i this is this is the thing i'm the most proud of and it's the most surprising thing to me but i did continue i mentioned briefly that i had started doing weekly live streams yeah and i did in fact continue those weekly live streams all year last year. See, that's what I was kind of quasi remembering because I was like, "That's, that's yeah. what you were remembering." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> like I said, that's somewhat adjacent to year of the studio. Yeah, but doesn't. <laughs> but not exactly it. Really <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I did that, and uh, the studio did develop quite a bit, significantly. Indeed. Um, I have always been a minimalist, Daniel. You knew this. That is true. Um, but, but as as I've become a married man, which we'll talk more about in a minute, mm-hmm. I have become a maximalist. Ah, <laughs> color me intrigued. Am, I'm constantly uh, receiving more, and by receiving, sometimes I mean buying, and sometimes I mean receiving as gifts, <laughs> more and more tools Ooh. in this room. This room has filled up with tools Fun. to my nose. Like, it is, it, it has gotten really bad. So much so that I have my my shed outside is full now of tools. Can't walk in there. <laughs> I have, I have, no, it gets better. I have a temporary 8 by 8 tent shed, if you've seen one of those before. Oh, yeah. Like, for four weeks, a lot of times. Uh-huh. Uh, or most I have one of those also <laughs> full up to my chest. Oh my goodness, right. that's and hilarious. With tools. No walking room. Uh, and then my studio still has a bunch of tools around, even though it has a lot more space than it did at the beginning of the year. I've got, you know, like a, a big shop vac just sitting in the middle where, where I haven't found a place for it yet at all. Uh-huh. So it's just like, anyway, year of the studio went really well. Although nice. it did not go the direction I thought it was going to go. You know, that's how it freaking, <laughs> that's how it shakes out all the time. And by all the time, Almost I mean... every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels like it was a huge success, uh, but also a totally different success than I anticipated, than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like as an artist, you can probably relate. No freaking yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do... I'm going to do a new video project every every month this year. Oh, it turns out I only did four, but they were like legit business ones where I was doing them for other people and getting paid. So it works um, out. I'm like, oh, wow. That's, that's, I think those four equate to more than 12. Yeah. Of, of the personal project. Like, True that. In fact, and that's funny another thing it. with that that I just remembered, I have a quasi-guaranteed tr- contract with the, not really contract, but kind of deal with the School of Entom- Entomology at UNL to 
do whatever video editing and or recording they need for their B lab. Uh, and what on earth that... is entomology? Entomology is the study of insects. Oh, I should have known that. Um, yeah. And if, so, if I had seen it written down, I think I would have gotten that one. Yeah, E N T M O L O, not E N T M E or whatever I did on accident the first time. Uh, but yeah, really cool stuff. May it it was real fun doing the video. They started a master beekeeping program, uh, specifically mm. focused on the Great Plains area. So, <clears throat> wow, that sounds like fifty years late, but good. yeah, I mean, th- somehow th- hasn't been done. <laughs> Uh, but, it, but it was real cool. Cause just kind of talking with them, they were like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like when you take care of bees, their location matters because taking care of honeybees in the Midwest is not how you'll take care of other bees in like the East or West coast or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think about that if you weren't doing it. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny how that works. Yeah, or even if you were doing it uh, (laughs) for some people. But Mm -hmm. really cool stuff, awesome projects. I actually was talking with someone, and and it gave me the idea because I really – I like doing, like, educationally-based videos and, like, highlight videos and or, like, Mm -hmm. quasi-documentary sort of stuff, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And, oh, that's right. I had another video project, a documentary that I'm still technically working on. Uh, uh, So – and that's also paid. Cool. So no big deal. Real, real awesome. That was the fourth one. I knew I. You got like a one. grant or something? Uh, kind of. The School of Music, the opera program, uh, hired me to do a video. It's kind of on a pause right now, but I, I had mm-hmm. pitched it to the opera director because I was like, you know, we're doing a really cool small opera. It's a one act opera. Um, that's for like Christmas, and it's really cool. It's like a children's opera, um, and I was like, you know. Not that many people know about this, but it's been going on for like 15 years at the school and it's oh, a wow. really awesome it's a really awesome thing. We should highlight it some. So, I pitched it to him and he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And so, yeah, I I did some recording for it. I uh, had to put it on hold uh for uh reasons, uh but hopefully we pick it back up soon. Um so that that'll be really cool once that's all done. Uh but yeah, I'm really excited because that actually, when I started thinking about stuff like that, I was like, you know, I would love to do like some documentaries on like music related and like theater related stuff, dance, whatever, mm-hmm. just on cool programs uh, that happen um, and that don't have that much uh, info on them and stuff. So yeah. I've got some cool Don't have enough ideas. advertising. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for some of those Especially projects. for something so niche. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because, I mean, like, like it's a, not... Like a children's opera. I've never even heard of a children's opera. Oh, yeah, there's I mean, actually fair, a lot of them. I don't know any operas either. Fair. So. Um, but, yeah, it's a really cool, really cool thing that I think, I think, especially now, without going wildly deep into it, uh, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on this, look for one of my next Music Currency episodes. Uh, but the the thing that I really appreciate about this current era of just music and art is that it's easy to both document and create and successfully do so in a way that's sustainable in a like profitable manner for the artists to actually live off of in a much simpler way than it has been in the past. Cause you don't have to go through like an agent or 
anything like that. Um, and it's easier to get patronage even. Um, yeah. like that's, that's what I find really, really cool about doing it now. Um, so I really want to highlight a lot of these cool projects and stuff because I have mm-hmm. a good idea for, I think how to make it profitable, how to not make it cost too much to do something nice. Uh, uh, or at least how to prop, how to fund it so that it can be done either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, really cool. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, have we gotten to talk about what the theme, what my theme is for this year? We have not. In fact, Oh, would you like to know? I would love to know. I will not guarantee that I'll remember in a year's time, but I'll do yeah, my no, darndest. Don't you worry. I don't, I don't expect you to remember in a year's time. Cause I, <laughs> Because I'm, because hopefully we'll have a podcast in less than a year's time. <laughs> so we'll just quiz quiz me every po- episode just to make sure I still have it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So the theme for this year is the year of finishing. Do you want to hear how it's going so far, or what? Three I would in? love to know how it's going and what exactly you mean. <laughs> yeah. So the idea was, uh, I'm the sort of person I start a million different projects. I come up with a million different projects, and I finish almost nothing ever. Fair. Right. Uh, I very rarely finish my artistic endeavors. Um, and I, I would like to make it a habit of finishing things more often. Oh, sounds and nice. So, yeah, so in order to build that habit, I wanted to be intentional about finishing things this year. And so my, my here, here's my initial idea. All right. Was... Uh, I'm going to try and finish one small project or small piece of a project every single day. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. The, the nice thing is you've, you've given a vague enough uh, descriptor of the type of project that hopefully <laughs> this is accomplishable. Like it's accomplishable. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike what I would have done, which is what I did last year, but I would have probably upped the ante unnecessarily of saying, I'm going to finish one important thing a day, <laughs> which is still kind of vague, <laughs> but I would have like been yeah. like, uh, I'm going to shoot, shoot a new themed photo every day. <laughs> so, so the idea was, the idea was I would only start nothing new, finish whatever I've already started. I'm for that. Does that make sense? Yeah. That was the idea. And I have I finished a few things. Ooh. <laughs> but I have definitely not finished anything. I have not finished something every day for more than three days in a row. Yeah. And I have not finished something every week except for the first week. I'll count it. <laughs> so, but but here's here's the funny thing. This is This is an example of how themes are different than, uh, say, goals. Mm-hmm. Although I have not finished very many projects, uh, you may remember that I used to play Minecraft. and I do remember I that. I started playing Minecraft again. What? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, you know I love Minecraft. And everyone know- that knows me very well eventually finds out that I love playing Minecraft. <laughs> and I, I have... I have never... That's not true. I have almost never finished 
a mine a, a large Minecraft project of any kind. <laughs> uh, I mean, fair. I, I don't think I've ever even, finished one. Even the small Minecraft projects I've started, I've almost never finished like the interior of the building. The building, I I always leave things undecorated, or I don't put down the path or something. Anyway, point is, I never finish things in Minecraft or real life, and I have, <laughs> I have successfully made it a habit of finishing something, <laughs> finishing everything I start in Minecraft. There we go. That's so, a beautiful start. Know, <laughs> sometimes you got to start where it's easiest and then expand the habit out from there. So Honestly, right that's now, true. I can, I can handle finishing things in Minecraft apparently. Uh, and hopefully by the end of the year, I will be finishing things in real life as well. There we go. Um, uh, when you mentioned that you haven't, hadn't really finished any projects in minecraft i just thought back to all the projects i've done in minecraft and i think mm -hmm. i've not finished one of them though i don't think i've finished any of them and i'm going to use the excuse of i will have finished it and then i'll build another room <laughs> and so, oh yeah so they always grow so it becomes unending like i think one of the best examples is uh uh i have a minecraft server that I share with some friends. Uh, I say I have it, but my friend hosts it, whatever. And I <clears throat> I went through the giant uh, days-long endeavor of <clears throat> building a house around a waterfall mm -hmm. so that the waterfall was within the house. But oh, wow. not only that though. the waterfall was within the house, but it really started from one of those just natural Minecraft streams that was just out of the... Mm -hmm. the ground and so i removed all the dirt blocks around it so that it just kept you know infinite watering itself mm -hmm. <clears throat> screwed up a few times and had to restart the infinite water process but that's a whole nother thing um but i then it was just a huge waterfall in my house that then i built the rest of the house around of course uh-huh and it's under the ground um, and so I, it, thankfully my friend has mods and stuff. And so he started making like cool redstone doors. Like it was an elevator with doors that would open and then you could get on the elevator and then it would go up really ridiculous, honestly. Cool. Um, but I had a dungeon in there for whenever a wandering little goblin trader would show up, I would throw him in the dungeon <laughs> until he despawned. Uh, I had I had a lava room, I think, if I remember correctly. No, I had a room that just had a lamp in it, but it had <laughs> two steel doors in the hallway. <laughs> so if you lose the button or don't have a button or something, you get stuck. <laughs> it's, it was stupid. Um, and then I had like <laughs> a giant bedroom. Uh, that of course, had, everybody needs to one. Of course, uh, that had glass walls on the glass walls. <laughs> Oh, a bedroom is not a great place for glass walls in my brain. And then it had, it was, it was ridiculous because it was like modded glass too. So it was, what was it? It was like ancient gold glass or something. So it was fun. Uh, ruined glass, mm -hmm. ruined gold, whatever. And so then that, yeah, I had the lava room adjacent to my bedroom and the lava room was, you could go into the lava room and you'd be able to stand in there because it was glass. 
<laughs> but it was like naturally occurring lava. So like when yeah. I built the room, it was so scary. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because I might accidentally tap the glass and fall through. Um, also connected to the room was like a sauna that I made. <laughs> like so much nonsense. Um, but yeah, I didn't finish that room. It's fun. I did not finish the room because then, of course, I added a roof, rooftop kind of lookout. So really what started is just a waterfall fountain in my house turned into I think that waterfall ended up being like 20 blocks by 20 blocks, just like square. And then it was like 40 blocks up or something stupid Yeah, <laughs> from a little stream. Um, it was fun. It was cool. Never finished yeah. it, though. <laughs> it was fun never finished it though that's the story of most of my art that's the story of most of my art fun cool never finished it though <laughs> fun cool never finished it yeah you know what i have been finishing though what i have been making tiktoks almost every day oh congratulations to you sir yeah i don't think it's actually all that congratulatable i'm not super excited about it but it Fair. is and it is the thing that has changed is that i'm I'm making TikToks almost every day. So oh, neat. They're, most of them are simple of me just taking the dog for a walk with whatever sound is mm-hmm. interesting to me at the time or whatever, you know? Like, boy, yeah, 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 Just, just sound yeah, effects. Yeah, like whatever songs usually, Daniel. <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing, like, old cartoon no, like sound, sound effects. effects. <laughs> just <I'm> like <laughs> walking, walking the dog to sound effects. Is <laughs> you have, you're breaking, like, heads of lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> as you walk <laughs> funny oh that's ridiculous but some of them have been really good I did a I did one with you know like the lip syncing one mm-hmm. uh, and I did I did the donkey and Shrek one with Luna fun and I got her to turn around and look at me in in uh like as as if she was donkey <laughs> that's hilarious you know, it was pretty funny yeah I was, I was pretty happy with that one. That's nice. Uh, I had to do it. I had to do it like six times to get it as good as it is. But <laughs> probably more than six, but I mean, yeah. There you go. Yeah. How has music currency been going? I uh, haven't started it back up yet, and I think I told you I was going to start it back up uh, in that last episode. Have not started it back mm-hmm. up yet. So uh, this time I've been listening though now. Well, awesome. I I really love the podcast. This is why, I like I said, I have new energy for it. Because I listened to one of the episodes a couple months ago. And I was like, man, I really need to bring this back. Because it, like, it was just as pertinent. And it was a great conversation that I enjoyed. But mm-hmm. the difficulty that I ran into was I, at the time, was kind of struggling to schedule people. Um <clears throat> which I might've mentioned before because like I was, I think I was going to go with every two weeks on a Friday. I want to put a new, mm-hmm. I want to put a new episode out. And so like, that's cool and all, I just need to get people for it. Um, and the nice thing is I don't necessarily need to record on a, any particular day, right? Like it's not like a live podcast where I'm, I'm not Joe Rogan, right. Or something like I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm pre-recording and then posting them. So it's not a huge deal. <clears throat> um, unless I happen to, so I would still probably do like a week before 
recording ideally and then post it the next week. Um, but the big thing is to give myself a buffer for scheduling. Um, yeah. Uh, cause as long as I'm able to actually schedule, that's not, a, that's, that's no longer the problem. Uh, cause I do still like posting in close relation to when I record, uh, dependent on what the topic is, I suppose. But like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I would like to do. Um, but then I did talk with a lot of friends and stuff and had some really good conversations just about music currents. It's of course I made, made it this topic, uh, or made the title, the of the podcast, of music. But, but like how to keep music or how to have a, I don't want to say relevant. Industry. Yeah. How to be in, how to be in the indus- industry right now. Uh, in ways that aren't your conventional, just go right to Broadway or perform in the Met Opera or just like, or go and just tour. Are any of those places conventional though? For classical musicians and I guess Broadway Uh, musicians, you know, uh, classically trained musicians. And that's part of what I'm focusing on, but not exclusively because I think the thing is I'm coming from a, I've had classical music training or not only exclusive, but like academic music training. Mm-hmm. I've gone through music yeah. school. And so I I understand kind of some of the things that you run into at music schools. And it's not necessarily mm-hmm. bad, but I was talking to a friend even earlier today about like there are a lot of things. I mean, actually, I've talked about it in most, if not all the episodes, in fact. Like there are a lot of things that are just like traditional that don't necessarily need to be or the way that we approach educate like teaching people music aren't necessarily mm-hmm. the most efficient and effective for a practical how can this student actually experience success and achieve the goals that they have set out for themselves or how can they understand how to set the goals for themselves so that they can then achieve and achieve them and i and i think just even today i had a conversation about that like i said and it's like there's a lot of different theories and ways to approach it and Mm -hmm. not that any one of them is better or worse, but they have different trade-offs. Um, but the trickiest part is being able to clearly codify and explain to other people what choice you made and why you chose it and stick with it. And if at some point you're like, you know what, this choice doesn't actually fit our culture or whoever we are. I'm speaking more as as for institutions, right. Or music organizations, then it's okay to change your course and change how you operate. But again, it's important to have an understanding of why you did it and who your target audience slash demographic is and how they relate Mm -hmm. to you. Um, And that's just something that I think a lot of, especially music schools or just a lot of music or like traditional music organizations have a very difficult time working with because I think some of them just don't want to commit to one thing per se because Mm -hmm. people kind of, it's not getting tricked, but people get confused by the idea of having diverse perspectives uh, and a variance mm-hmm. of perspectives when varying perspectives is great. It's cool, but just having a lot of different angles that you're approaching something does not inherently make it better. Sometimes it's better to be specific, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for at least whatever ends that you are seeking to achieve the point being that you need an end that you're trying to achieve and you can expand from there 
but you have to continually know for what reasons you're expanding or what reasons you're going one direction versus another. Um, and it's just something difficult for people to do and understandably so it's a hard decision to make and people will always ask you questions and you're going to always have to justify yourself, but like, it's not bad to justify yourself. It's not a problem that you have to explain for other people to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, it may be uncomfortable. It may be challenging. Is that kind of, is that kind of what you feel like you're doing with the, that podcast is, is a lot of, uh, explaining and trying to help other people understand your musical perspective. I think to an extent, um, but not necessarily mine exclusively. I, I still like having oh, but like you were yes. in there. Like- yes, exactly. I, I think that's to an extent really what I'm trying to get at because I think <clears throat> there the biggest thing is there's so many ways to approach what we consider to be success. Um, Mm -hmm. But what one person considers success is not necessarily what another person considers success. So for instance, even like, or you may not consider success to be the same thing. six months to a year from Mm -hmm. now. Right. I mean, yeah. Look at our last conversation. I, I imagine success for me, uh, at least in the small, small way of being that I am making a video every month and uh, doing a f- personalized, like, focused photo shoot every week. Didn't come close to that. But what I did end up with was something that I'm still, still very... Succeeded. Yeah, I still succeeded, and I'm very proud because mm-hmm. overall, it was an effective way for me to progress in the direction that I am looking to continue. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, it still aligns with my goals as well. And that's the thing, mm-hmm. because I can explain why it not necessarily is better, but it's OK that I ended up in the place that I ended up, <clears throat> uh, which brought me here. And my overarching broad goal was still met of growth yeah. and improvement uh, towards the ends of having a more clearly defined and better functioning uh, media studio. Uh, focused on primarily musicians, other performing artists, and dance. Well, mus- musicians, dancers, and other performing artists. Like it's <clears throat> like I've gotten, I've taken giant strides. I would say, based on where, where what I thought I would be doing in the past versus where I am now and how far along mm-hmm. I am. And a lot of things have yeah. turned out to be more shortcuts, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think to your question, yeah, I think to to an extent that's what I'm trying to get across um, because I think it's very helpful and it's something that people don't necessarily get, right? That, mm-hmm. I mean, in the phrase of there's more than one way to skin a cat, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's that idea yeah. of like there's not necessarily one right way to do something. Um, yeah. So it's important. Well, after, we after that. listening to like all the different episodes, cause I've listened to all of, all of your episodes now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's easier to catch up when I have a whole year to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but no, um, it's like cooperative articulation. Like you're, you're working together to articulate where you feel the culture is and where you feel you are in it. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I, I think it's an interesting conversation for sure. Even if I don't understand like half of what you guys talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I think overall the concept itself kind of, it translates well into many fields, if not every field, honestly. That's true. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I really appreciate it because like fundamentally, and this is something that, I mean, you already kind of know that I'm all about is 
approaching being able to tackle a lot of things in one Mm -hmm. in one um i mean that's why i'm called the one damn band right like (laughs) that's (laughs) (laughs) but like i i just have an affinity towards that and i think i have i do all right with actually being able to clearly understand and convey uh especially now how many things that may seem diametrically opposed actually aren't necessarily yeah so yeah Uh, speaking of all this uh all this music talk how how has your doctor been going you know it's been going all right it's been moving right along no complaints it's it's been less of a existential uh situation than it has in the past so that's a plus side um because i mean i know we've talked about just like kind of the fact that i do understand that i don't necessarily need the degree but i understand why i'm doing Mm -hmm. the degree some of it is specifically for the clout factor which i do not personally agree with or like but i kind of put that what do you mean by clout factor the clout factor of the clout behind the doctorate so specifically because um in the field that i'm that I'm in and the way that I want to affect change within the industry, um, I will have to work with eventually academics, right? And some academics value the degree more than the experience, even though the degree Mm -hmm. is not, and the degree is not considered by them to be experience, but rather a piece of paper that you put work into, but the work isn't clearly defined as to what about the work was important and necessary. Mm-hmm. Not that everything you do in music school is unnecessary, far from it. Um, hopefully for most people, but like <clears throat> it's, it's the thing of like, there are things that are exclusively done because tradition. And if someone understands the intent behind those things and wants to do something that functionally is the same but is just not the same thing literally not the same thing there's mm-hmm. a problem i mean it's bureaucracy yeah right? that's that's how yeah. things like to be um but that's that's the thing that i that disappoints me i think really is the best way of saying it is that mm-hmm. because of the fact that people are going to say oh would say oh, you don't have a doctorate, or oh, you almost finished your doctorate, but you didn't finish it, and they'll draw inferences based off of that, even though I mm-hmm. obviously understand what I'm saying. I understand why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. I understand, like, because, like, what am I going to need a doctorate for, right? I'm not mm-hmm. planning to work at a university. I do not intend not to do so. planning to be a professor? Yeah, I'm not intending mm-hmm. to be a professor. I intend to still teach but I intend to teach on my own terms for one, be able to do whatever research that I want to do, be able to disseminate disseminate that information in a more broad way through YouTube and whatever other means, right? Mm -hmm. Provide a lot of free online resources, all of this stuff. I want to do that, right? And so who am I going to give my resume or CV to or my diplomas or transcripts? Me. Totally. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I totally understand that. And so when people are like, oh, but he has a doctor next to his name, I don't freaking care. Like, if I'm working on a film set, no one's going to care if I have a degree or not. They want to know if I can do the work. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so that... They want to th- see your portfolio. Exactly. That's a clear explanation of what the stuff is, right? 
And so for me, that's the thing that kind of disappoints me about sometimes when I have to work within the space of music academia to change music academia, there's a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings and just things that people say are important, but don't understand why (laughs) themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That if I actually understand why they're important and then say, but isn't this what this is for? They can't tell me no, because this, they just say no, because well, because, and it's like, "Mm, that doesn't help anybody. Why are you, what is the purpose? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something that just frustrates me a lot when people aren't willing to, try and actually come to an understanding but rather just want to pretend like it's not necessary yeah or just pretend like doing it is cause enough i mean it Mm -hmm. may be the case but explain why doing it is cause enough you should be able to do that if that's really the case why it's important to to be able to articulate why exactly yeah because it doesn't need to be a fancy answer it just needs to be mm-hmm. clear and it needs to make sense. And it does also ideally need to be compelling, need to be compelling and able to answer any questions that may arise from as in response that are pertinent and mm-hmm. relevant. So yeah. that's, that's the, that's the difficult thing for me. Um, and so, I mean, I'm doing this degree for clout to an extent, not entirely. I'm like, I told you before, I'm making sure that I do stuff that I can see has a clear value for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that is directly yeah. applicable to my goals. Uh, even if it seems like a quasi hassle, even if I have to jump through hoops to do so, I'm going, I would rather jump through hoops to do the things that I know are helpful than not jump through hoops to do things that I can't even rationalize as legitimately beneficial over what I would have rather done. Um, yeah, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't really make sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, but are you ready to talk about, Daniel? Yeah. Are you ready to talk about the thing that you and I are both the most excited to talk about today? I think so. I think I'm ready. Are you ready? You think you're ready? I think I'm ready. I I suspect anyone that is listening to this podcast, this is the thing they most want to hear me and you talk about. Probably, I would hope so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. They better be. Uh, on three, do you want to say what it is? Yeah. The same, we'll say the word. All right, so one. It's one word. Two. Three. three wedding. Marriage. I knew you were going to say <laughs> marriage, but I chose to say wedding at the last second. <laughs> uh, our timing was not ideal. We need to work on our rhythm. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, probably my timing was not good. No, well, I, I don't know. Did I count? No, I just went off well, your you count. Well, you counted so that... two, two of oh. them, and, and I counted two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but yes. yeah, we both got married this year, dude. We did indeed, and it's funny. My brother. Yeah, I know. Half of the brothers got married in the same year. That's right, and a, a fourth is gonna soon. So there's that, yeah, too. Yeah, and... Uh, the third one is about to get married the next, literally the next year. It's crazy. Yeah, that's in April, right. April. Right? I, I haven't actually heard a specific date, but me neither. Something, something close to that effect or something. So. Well, I think them them moving has kind of uh, changed their timetable. Uh, thrown, yeah. thrown a bit of a wrench into their yeah. wedding planning. Into their original so. timetable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's my guess. Yep, yep, yep. I'm stoked for them. I finally met uh, Alexis, by the way, 
when they oh, came up cool. a few weeks ago. I was telling Josh, uh, I don't know if she exists until I actually meet her face to face. She conveniently was able to miss out on my wedding, mine and Crystal's wedding. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, this is mostly curiosity, but how many people were at your wedding? How many people were at my wedding because of the way that I yeah. informed most people? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> about 20 to 30 something, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a pretty small wedding. Yeah, pretty, pretty small, small wedding. wedding. It was, funnily enough, almost comparable to the turnout that was at yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not true, Daniel. Okay, you had a lot of people. people. You had a lot of people. Whoa, whoa, whoa! In comparison to five hundred thousand and sixty-three, I mean, I'm closer to. I'm closer. I really have no good guesstimation for how many people are at things, as you can tell based off of that. A hundred and fifty-three people were there on that mountain hill. I think it was one hundred fifty-seven, but yeah, it was it was around one hundred fifty. Yeah. Wow, I. Well, yeah. to be fair, I wasn't really looking at the people in the crowd, so there uh, there were as many people in, the reception. in our wedding. There were as many. Let me think. There there were almost as many people in our uh, wedding party as there were in your wedding. You are correct. There were a ton of people yeah. in y- yeah. your wedding party. That is correct. So <laughs> yeah, I guess I think it's like yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> That yeah. yeah okay okay I recant my statement it just felt like there was fewer maybe it, maybe it was because we walked all the way up that that hill yeah. first uh, <laughs> because you were yours. in the wedding party yeah and I was why. in the wedding party yeah <laughs> that's hilarious okay I do need yeah. to say something about this and everyone mentioned what, it to you already which is you freaking were like that's a twenty minute walk and mm-hmm. I. <laughs> not that you're not wrong but i love Mm -hmm. how you measured that out (laughs) (laughs) well the reason i was i was measuring things like that out was because we were gonna have some old people there that were gonna have to walk up that mountain indeed and i wanted that i wanted them to know ahead of time what they were what they were signing up for i just greatly appreciate that I'm 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 positive every single person as a member of the wedding party had the exact same reaction to when you said <laughs> it's about 20 minutes even if you're if you're an old person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like what? I literally walked it off and, and like timed it three different times and used the average. Our 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 collective reaction was uh you probably remember this it was what how did you? <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> it, Tobias was the one that gave me the most the most hassle about it. He, was, he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I know. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I still tell what people about it. I'm a I'm a very thorough event planner. <laughs> Freaking no joke. It's just so hilarious. Oh my goodness! Like, it was very very much your mo. Uh, so, a hundred percent accurate. Um, but yeah, really, really hilarious. I, I, I enjoyed it. Of course it was a, it was a blast. It was a good time. I was, you just got, yeah, it was just your anniversary a few days ago. Yeah. I remember cause my phone said, Hey, <laughs> my phone said, Hey, 
guess what? You were in Idaho a year ago. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, a whole year. It's been crazy. And how has that year crazy. been? Um, so I have, so it deserves to be noted. I am the, I have the personality that has always looked forward to getting married, right? Same. My earliest memories are wanting to get married, right? Um, and I have, uh, marriage has exceeded my expectations significantly in well, terms right. of, uh, I thought it was going to bring me an immense amount of joy and happiness. And it has brought me even more than that. I love to hear it. <laughs> like, more, more joy and happiness than I ex- expected. Uh, I, the, the, I think the most accurate, like, like detailed way to express the difference between my previous life and my new life uh, as a married man, mm-hmm. as a husband, uh, is uh, time has always just dragged by my mm-hmm. whole life. I have, I, by, by the time I was 30, I was just tired. I felt like relationally, emotionally, just exhausted from uh, a whole lifetime, a ye- like years and years of always feeling so isolated and, and alone. And uh, that loneliness caused all sorts of psychological issues for me throughout mm-hmm. my life. Uh, many of those psychological issues then made it harder for me to, you know, find someone. But, uh, but being married has flown by. It literally feels like, like a few weeks, maybe like two months Mm -hmm. since I got married. And here we are over a year since I got married. And it's like, it feels like it literally happened two months ago. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me how much how much faster time flies when your life is just like so much more like meaningful. Like I just I feel like so I have so much more meaning in my life and so much more beauty in my life and it's just like yeah, it's it's crazy. I love being married. Being married is is my favorite way to be ever so That's far. Fantastic, <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, I, uh, I, I could, I could rant and rave about it all the time. Uh, Erica is just like, yeah, she's just like as good as it gets. It doesn't get any better. And I, I love being married to her. I love having adventures with her. I love being, um, in ministry with her. Oh yeah. Um, and like, I love, I love everything about it. I, I love our dog. Although I'm not nearly as, I, one of the things I've learned about myself is that I am not as good. I love pets. I love dogs. I love cats. I am not as good at taking care of them as Erica is. Erica <laughs> is such a good dog parent compared to me. But yeah, I've really enjoyed marriage a lot. So, what about you? How has marriage been going, treating you? Well, hold up one sec. Did you just step away from the microphone? I kind of did because my laptop uh, has a terrible battery, so I needed to plug that sucker in. But I was, uh, I was saying, anyways, now that I'm back um, from getting behind my monitor, uh, well, yeah. I cannot, well, not that I cannot be, but I'm generally just not as eloquent in my speech in that manner as, as you just were. 
but I'll say it this way. <laughs> it's rad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what? I said it's rad, dude. <laughs> I do enjoy it. I love it. Um, as I told you, like, mm-hmm. I had anticipated at least getting engaged within the span of that year. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is exactly what happened. Uh, and due to conversing with... Oh. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, and then due to conversing with Crystal and also her dad had a cool perspective on it we uh had a very very as you know short engagement yeah how short was your engagement tell our listeners how short your engagement was. sweet jesus i think we got engaged in september maybe mm-hmm. early september and we got married october 9 so yeah. roughly a month Give a, a month. maybe give a little bit more because I think we might have gotten engaged near the end of August, um, but yep, that's awesome. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as much as I love, I I have loved being married. I hated being engaged. Yeah, being so engaged, I hundred awesome. percent agree with the hating being engaged bit because we actually talked to uh, Crystal's dad about it, and he had said something that I. At the at the time, I'd already kind of like under like had this realization myself. But like when when we talked about it, it it really clicked for me. In that he was like, "I'm in favor of a short engagement," and I was like, "You know what? I'm in favor of a short engagement because like the whole purpose of an engagement is what to like plan the wedding exactly plan any <laughs> major changes like moving or something." Yeah, so like you're not gonna. Like, if for, like, us especially, we didn't really care about having a bigger wedding or anything like that. And mm-hmm. we, though, of course, there would be a lot of people that want to come, we were like, you know, there's going to be so many people that want to come regardless that at the end of the day, it's better to just visit people later and celebrate to whatever capacity mm-hmm. than to deal with waiting however many months to a year or whatever just to however long it takes together. to get all those people yeah because it's like someone's gonna miss out anyways right and mm-hmm. like the people that want to come and that are able to come will show up um and i mean like especially like because after like covid stuff how people did a lot of their weddings like it's like well yeah that's not a huge issue like to just mm-hmm. be like you know what i want to have a wedding or have a reception later that functions as like the wedding event, like that everyone can come to and hang out and celebrate, you know, it's not, it's not wild. So that's what Mm -hmm. we kind of decided to do, except we're still on the step of trying to figure out whether or not we're actually gonna do a reception thing or just kind of just over time visit and hang out with people. Cause I mean, the thing is too, it's, it's very expensive, which isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. a problem, but I think for, we had talked about this a lot because it's like very stressful when the thing itself shouldn't necessarily be right. The purpose of the wedding is not to just add undue stress. It's to celebrate, to celebrate and represent through an event, the love that two people have for each other and the commitment they're making for each Mm -hmm. other with each other and God, I guess also I say that in a weird way, but like that's, that's what it is. Right. And so it's, it's a thing where you're like, 
unless there's something specific that you want to do for it, AKA have a specific type of wedding or something. Like if you mm-hmm. don't really care so much about that aspect, there's not necessarily that much of a reason to spend all that money. That money can be put on yeah. something else. In fact, even the gift money and stuff like, sure, you might miss out on getting gift mm-hmm. money or things from people specifically, but it's like, you don't need that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's something that kind of, we were just out. We were like, you know, we don't really need that. It's not like we need new furniture that we're finding a new house together that we're going to live in. Like I already have a house mm-hmm. that I'm in. Uh, she was moving into the house. I already had tons of furniture and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, it's not <laughs> like anything yeah. that we needed, we had. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's not a huge deal. If people wanted to give, like give a, another gift or something, they absolutely could. Right. If they wanted to um, send us some money, they absolutely could. So mm-hmm. it's it's something where we were like, you know, it's not going to really change anything functionally. I mean, of course, and people are going to not necessarily say that they have a problem with it, right? But people are going to... Some people are going to think of it as, I would have liked it this way or something instead, right? Mm-hmm. That's just how people are. And it cool have your own but it's not your day i guess yeah (laughs) i mean what crystal wants crystal gets (laughs) you know what i mean i that's what i was always saying i was like whatever erica wants that's what she gets yeah i mean and it's nice that we were just like on the same page with it because i mean end of the day that's where i was at i was like i only care about actually being married right Mm -hmm. it's not like the other stuff is cool. It's fun. It's fine. It's whatever. I think also as someone who is in a event band and has sung for a lot of weddings too, I've seen how just extravagant and quasi out of hand a lot of them can get. And I'm like, miss me with that. Uh, <laughs> so, and how very stressful it can be just for what ends up being an hour of a ceremony and a few hours of reception. It's an afternoon and evening. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I would like it to be as stress free as possible. So that's why we ended up uh, inviting people a monthish in advance. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, some people a week or a weekend in advance. Uh, some people we just told we were doing it and said the way that I said it was I was like, "You're more than welcome to show up. You don't have to." And we specifically chose this time frame so that you did not feel pressured to have to come. If you want to come, mm-hmm. you can. You don't have to. Hopefully, you have enough time to figure out how to do it if you really want to. No big deal either way. We don't mind. We're 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 glad that you you love it, right? <clears throat> or happy about mm-hmm. it. There's still people I haven't actually told. I I even got married at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some solid friends too. I just I mean the thing is also like I I have I've never really been a social media person honestly. Mm-hmm. And like now I like I do my best for like business purposes, right? But I don't care enough at all <laughs> about like actually trying to keep up to date on social media stuff. Not to mention yeah. the fact that I think, especially now, like it it's got so many potential hazards and downsides as far as like in things that are important to me, such as like building close knit communities, uh, 
like yeah. because it's a great tool to do that possibly but it's also a double-edged sword in the in that it can also destroy communities that otherwise would have flourished or uh create false sense of community which i think in a lot of senses mm-hmm. is worse um in fact um so that's the thing where i'm like you know eh, i can do without it <laughs> yeah um, what and and yeah. crystal felt the same way she didn't she didn't want a wedding at all yeah, pretty much. Yeah, not, not I mean, she she's also been married before too, and so she she was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so she was like, eh, I I don't need something wildly sense. large, and I was like, I agree. That makes more sense to me now. Yeah, I mean, not that her other one was huge either, um, but like the same thing, like because yeah. she just isn't necessarily a person that likes doing big things of that nature. Because, I mean, it's also very stressful, and she didn't want to get stressed out from it. And I was like, I agree. Because no matter what you do, it's going to be stressful. And so let's make it as stressless, <laughs> stress-free as possible. Um, which yeah. is also why, like, I I won't say went out of my way, but I was very nonchalant about the whole process, for sure. Uh, yeah. At some points, more so than she was, for sure. Uh, and the, mm-hmm. that she would have liked. But, like, for instance, we figured out exactly where we were going to have the wedding uh two days beforehand uh, mm-hmm. at a park in Pioneers Park, in fact, in a neat mm-hmm. little corner where no one really was going to be. Uh, was it by the pillars? No, actually. It was uh, by the Pinnacle, not Pinnacle, by the Pinewood Bowl Arena. So, like, right on that oh. side past the pillar, like, in that weird direction that people never really go through uh, of the park. Yeah. Uh, unless you're leaving. Yeah, unless there's a... <laughs> that side entrance Thanks. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was great because there was a little parking space, right? No one was going to be there because there was no concert. Uh, and it had a really cool view. Actually, that's that's on my other YouTube channel, on my actual personal one. That's like my name. Uh, I put our ceremony. It was seven minutes. Oh, uh, cool. So really, really grand. We, we got the point across. It's recorded. People that wanted to be there were there. People that couldn't be there can watch it. You know, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, so it was nice. It was, it was short and sweet, a good time. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that, like I said, it's rad. It's nice. Um, and actually to the main point of like, like, I don't like engagement that much. Like mm-hmm. the, the thing with it too, I think, and this is something me and Crystal have talked about before, um, that we talked about. I mean, it's good that we talked. It makes sense, especially now that we're married. But like <laughs> something, something that um, we had talked about fairly early on, uh, sometime, not last year or now, but the year before, I think it was something like that, uh, was the fact that like a lot of people have the idea of dating as something that does not act as a precursor to marriage. And I don't think it outright guarantees that you're going to get married to the person, right? But Obviously not. Uh, Praise exactly. God, no. Amen. Yeah. But, but I think for me, the way that I've approached it pretty much always is that I wouldn't even, I won't date a person until I, uh, until I decide that like, as like a, 
very, very, very preliminary way that I'd be okay with dating, with marrying them. Or like that I understand, with the understanding that I could marry this person. Yeah. Right. And so, but like, that's not necessarily. That's so cool of you. I mean, it's just not how a lot of people operate, but I was like, you know. Not how I operated. I'll (laughs) say that. But like I've a lot of girls, I, I'm glad I didn't marry. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's how I kind of approached it in the first place, and it's and for me it helped as being to be like a kind of a not litmus test, but kind of like a first. Yeah, it's a filter. Filter. Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. like a huge filter, in fact, because I would have like there would be times where I was like, man, I really wish I was just dating someone, or man, I would love to date this person, and then I'm like, this person's fun and cool and all, but. I know I I would not, it would not be a good marriage. I just knew it. And so I wouldn't. And it would make me really annoyed because, uh, the way that I have said it before is I essentially intentionally sabotaged myself from getting into relationships, which upon reflection, it was a grand thing, but, (laughs) but was, but felt of course, at the time, like the worst thing ever because, I mean, you know, you, you really, 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 really want to do that. And you want to get in that relationship. And even if it's against whether it be your better judgment or definitely your future better judgment, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it saved me from a, a couple relationships where a few relationships, in fact, where that I didn't need to be in or didn't need to pursue further per se. Right. Um, which is, which is great. Um, uh, and saved me from getting into situations that almost guaranteed would have been detrimental down the line or could have Mm -hmm. manifested as highly detrimental down the line. So for that, I'm, I'm glad, uh, that I was lucky enough to, and I don't entirely just chalk it up to my presence of mind or whatever, or maturity or whatever. I was going to say, you have an incredible amount of self-discipline compared to me. If like, if we compare (laughs) stories at this point, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it, it was wildly difficult, um, to be okay with. And I mean, speaking to your, what you had said about like being lonely, right. The loneliness aspect, it, got very Uh lonely at times um Uh but i mean end of the day this this worked out better um and i mean that's also the other thing is too because as you already know i did date one other person before uh crystal um yeah who who was who who, who, oh no don't say never mind we're on a podcast holy cow but i mean i'm like hey could you give me Name and address, but no, I. When we were dating, what's their address? Do you remember their credit card number? <laughs> but I, I do remember, like, I mean, I used that litmus test, right? And mm. that's why we yeah. even were dating in the first place. And to be fair, and to be honest, mm-hmm. I think, had I been at the maturity of where I am now, things mm-hmm. possibly would have ended up differently. Um, yeah, but it was a growth experience that I think added the final step, the final major step in my ability to be in the relationship I have with Crystal now, um, to Mm -hmm. 
actually be honestly ready for marriage. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of people underestimate is the developmental value of relationships. Yes. Like, there is so much growth and learning that comes from trying, even if you fail, but Mm -hmm. trying to build a relationship, especially one that feels as important as like a a romantic relationship. Yes. In a lot of ways, that's mm -hmm. the biggest difference between romantic relationships and other ones. It's just the, the sensation of, of how much it feels like it matters because you might accidentally make humans. Oh yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, and honestly, I think the thing along with that is that the gravity of that, I think there's a huge level of underestimation that people put into even just friendship relationships before actually dating. Right. I mean, like, I understand that people, a lot of people don't share the perspective of dating that I have because it's, let's say, more mm-hmm. traditional or something. Because I consider mm-hmm. the concept of dating to be, I guess, what you would consider old old school courtship or whatever. But, yeah. <clears throat> but honestly, I think people to some extent sell short their ability to analyze, analyze seems harsh, but like to assess the the character traits that they would like to see in a partner, right? Like before getting into a more serious <clears throat> committed relationship. Wait, uh, what do you mean? Say that again. So, sure I, I understood you. so what, what I was saying, maybe I'll say it differently. We'll see. I don't even entirely remember what I just said, but Essentially, I think people underestimate, like you were saying, they underestimate the things that you learn from just being in a relationship in the first place. I, I was taking that a step further and saying that I think people somewhat underestimate the amount that you can learn just from both observing your friends or other people's relationships and taking stock slash assessing your own friendships, um, especially those ones that start to get really close <clears throat> to the point where you might consider dating them. Um, because I don't really see though, to be fair, it also depends on kind of like what your perspective is on dating and like having sex and all this other stuff as well. But I think I don't really see that great of a difference, right? Between Mm -hmm. what people currently consider dating and friendship a lot of people in a more cultural, broad societal sort of perspective. Um, I think there's people kind of, I mean, cause even like people won't even necessarily say that dating is a commitment to an individual person now. And I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like I said, selling short the gravity of the, of it in of itself, <clears throat> because essentially I think what really it is, people just don't want to have to commit entirely to a choice and, mm-hmm. and actually follow, follow through with the repercussions of their decisions. They want an easy out. And so it gives them the quote unquote best of both worlds where they don't have to fully commit, but they can still get the benefits of being in a committed relationship. But at the end of the day, I think what they miss is that once you kind of go down into that direction, Not that you can't get out of it, but it very, very quickly becomes more serious than either of you may have anticipated, uh, more often than not. 
Uh, even for those individuals that have a specific, that'll say their relationship is just this, their, their dating relationship is one thing or another. It, I mean, it'll often become more serious than that, or there will be wrenches that pop in that you may not have expected because, well, I actually am thinking of this in terms of a show I just did, uh, at a theater here in town. Uh, it, it was called Company. It's a very famous show, um, but it's essentially about a dude contemplating marriage, what it really is like, and kind of observing mm -hmm. vignettes of his inter interactions with his friends that are mostly all married or what I refer to as married adjacent. So there's a couple that's about to get married and another couple that's divorced or about to get mm -hmm. divorced. Um, but he's observing that, and at the same time, he's also dating uh, three different girls in the show. <clears throat> and the thing I realized from that is like, <clears throat> he's like, I don't want to get married, but I, I just want to have fun. So I'll just date these three girls. I might, mm -hmm. I might marry them maybe, I guess, but he's not really taking it seriously. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he doesn't, but like in, at the very opening of the show, one of the girls in a, in a voicemail is saying false alarm. I'm not, I'm not pregnant. Can we see each other again? <laughs> right. And the oh way that goodness. he reacts is like, Oh my goodness. Oh no. What am I going to do? Oh, oh crap. Right. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, if you had the presence of mind and like, we're acting ahead of time, ahead of time, you would have foreseen potentially that this was an outcome that could happen. And mm -hmm. I, and I mean, it's not that far fetched of an outcome if we're being honest as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, so like, it's literally not, how, how, it, you know, yeah, that's intended. how, that's how it works. And so like, how it works. <laughs> and so like now people will might say, well, there's ways to get around that or whatever. And like, sure, there may be, but they have their own repercussions, right? They have their own, like, <clears throat> problems. Just because there are ways to get around paying your taxes does not mean you should exactly. pursue not paying your taxes. A hundred percent. And even if you think there's a better way than <laughs> what you have to do, right? Like, it's, like, it's still a serious thing and you've really got to, like... It, there are repercussions, right? <laughs> like that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's all there is to it. Um, and so like, as I think about like that and the relation to it, it's like, yeah, this dude could have had just been friends with all of these girls in the show, right. That he was quote unquote mm -hmm. dating, but he didn't want to just be friends and get to know them better in that manner. He thought that the physical intimacy of the relationship was like an important, important enough aspect that would determine whether or not he was willing to marry the person in the first place that he mm -hmm. wanted to test that out first. Right. Yeah. But like, I think that's pretty common. I mean, exactly. It's a fairly common thing, but it's like to use a phrase that someone definitely has said before, women aren't cars, <laughs> right? <laughs> you're the person that you're dating isn't a car. And mm -hmm. even if you're going to, use that kind of analogy, right? Like <laughs> you're, you don't get to test a car by owning it for a month or a year and then say, yeah, I'm going to buy this car. 
right? I get, but if you if you rent it, you do. Yeah, you, you I can guess. rent it for a month. I suppose you could. <laughs> I, I very much suppose you could. But like, if yeah, that car breaks, if that car breaks, you still have to pay for it, don't you? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all of the, like the, and like. Sure, but like I would hope, I mean, and even more so because this isn't a perfect one-to-one analogy in the first place, right? I would hope that you did your research on the car before you even considered buying it. Not everyone does. Sure, fine. But mm-hmm. I would hope you do. You would do thorough, thorough research on that. And if you don't, I would really hope that you would do thorough research on like a relationship with someone that you could potentially be with forever, which people don't even like the idea of that term, right? But it's like, Forever or research? Because I do definitely Both. hate the term research. Both, actually, now that you mention it. But but obviously more specifically forever. Like, <laughs> that's something that, like, people don't think about, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but, like, this is a serious thing that can have much, much, much more serious repercussions than getting in a car crash. Right. Like lives literally can be at stake. <laughs> Getting in a car crash, lives are definitely at stake. That is true. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like I do know. Literal yeah. like you you can create a life, <laughs> which you're not necessarily mm-hmm. going to be doing when you're driving a car. Like that's just not going to happen. Uh, Watch me. Look. Well, actually, don't. I don't want yeah, you to see. I don't. But- either I, so. I think i could i think that's a challenge <laughs> freaking all right just all right okay, okay. sure <laughs> i'm gonna post this episode and send it to erica <laughs> so i'm gonna immediately post this episode and send it to erica so that she's in on the plan <laughs> uh, no it, i think you're i think you're on to something like i think you know i used to share a fairly similar perspective on dating and all that Mm-hmm. But uh, my perspective definitely changed and, and like gradually changed in different ways mm-hmm. before I started succeeding in the dating pool, in, in the dating experience. Yeah. Um, before I started experiencing any success. And uh, that success is what led me to Erica. Yeah. And so, but yeah, no, it's, it's been wonderful. I'm glad Absolutely. to not be dating anymore. You yeah. Know? Same. I, I look forward to never dating again. Absolutely. <laughs> and to be fair, not to say, like, like you said at the beginning, that like there is so much that can be gleaned and learned from prior dating relationships. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not. It's like if you're, if you're able to actually reflect, right, and grow, mm-hmm. great. But also there's a lot that can be learned and learned from not even being in a dating relationship in the first place that you can glean and learn beforehand, which I mean, yeah, I think different yeah. people, this is back, back to my joke about, uh, the research word. Yeah. I think different people learn differently. And I, for one, for sure. definitely cannot learn anything from not doing the thing. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't think, that, I don't think I, you know, different people, you know, there's like audio learners, visual learners, tactile learners. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess maybe I'm on the on the tactile side of the spectrum in terms of like I learned from experience, and that's like yeah. historically that's basically the only way I learned. True, fair. Uh, which is slow. It's a slow way to learn things, but 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably why I was 31 when I got married. So. I mean, fair. Though, also, I mean, even with that, that reminds me of something completely unrelated, actually. Uh, a book I read recently uh, called Moonwalking with Einstein. I say recently, but this was actually... A, I finished it in, like, July. Um, but it's about memory and mnemonics and, like, learning process. And it had some interesting things in it about just the ways that people are at least able to like hold information uh, and by proxy then learn it and actually like internalize it is generally Mm -hmm. by providing a form of mnemonic. Uh, So like associating it with something visceral, right? Or at least the most effective things that you learn are able to be viscerally ingrained into you, right? You're able to connect Mm -hmm. it with as many brain pathways as possible. Um, And the more pathways, obviously, the better it is. So, I mean, that's why Mm -hmm. some people will be generally like predisposed, quote unquote, towards a certain style, right? Because Mm -hmm. that one easily creates a mnemonic, essentially. And I think, yeah. And I think what's interesting is that like, it's possible, though, obviously not without struggles the wrong word not without effort right and potentially high Mm -hmm. amounts of effort to expand your ability to utilize additional mnemonics i mean it's a trained Mm -hmm. it's a trained thing um because like yeah in in the book in fact he was talking he essentially recounts his experience going from uh just being a regular old journalist that just writes thing writes some columns and things to becoming the usa memory champ champion uh in the span of a year um Mm -hmm. and how he was like you know my memory was okay but it wasn't like memory champion level when i started but Mm -hmm. all i did was train every day for a few minutes on just like developing systems to better memorize and better internalize this information obviously these things are like how to memorize a random string of numbers or how to memorize a poem or how to memorize Mm -hmm. names and associate names and faces very quickly um but the fundamental idea is that you're creating a mnemonic so like you would do he would do a lot of work on making like memory palaces um Mm-hmm. utilizing spaces that he knew very intimately. Uh, so like his childhood home, because he could see, smell, taste, touch everything in the home, the way that it was set. Mm-hmm. And so he would walk through the house and put something there and put something there. I mean, I thought it would be really cool to make memory palaces in Minecraft. Someone's already done it for sure. I mean, it's a effective way to do it because you're already walking through the house or whatever you're making, Right but you're also building it. So you're creating a pathway where you're like, I know what goes where and how it's set up. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So you put that together and then you just associate it. Like you say, this is mine. This is my phone book, mine or house. So this is mm-hmm. or like my emergency contact at home. This is where I put all of the, however many people I put their names, addresses and phone numbers in here. Um, And that's how I, and I remember it because I don't know, I put a box of, uh, box of creepers in in here, right? (laughs) Something ridiculous because the more ridiculous it is, the easier it is to remember, uh, the more absurd. Um, that's why funnily enough, he, he mentions in the book that like something that's very gruesome and or sexual will 
stick very well more often than not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so like that sort of thing. Um, but I mean, anyways, to the, to the main point, I think it's really cool just like how we can continue to learn and grow and move beyond. And I mean, that's how we develop the pathways. Right. And that's why like through lived experience, mm-hmm. it's one of the most effective ways. Right. Because we're yeah. actually in the experience. We're touching, seeing, mm-hmm. smelling, hearing, all of the things that are going on at the time. Um, And so, I mean, that's, I think, also why, like, to conceptualize things sometimes and internalize it is so difficult because it's hard to activate those senses without experiencing them a lot of the time. Um, Yeah. Though to varying degrees possible. So I think that's really neat. Yeah. Super neat. Yeah. You know, uh... I was going to talk about horses. Maybe we'll save them for another time. I think we're going to save them for another time. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember in our previous previous episode, uh, do you remember how close you came to, to proposing to Crystal on the episode? I do. And also, didn't I? Oh, I almost did. Listen Listen to how close you were. You, this is what you said. I, I literally wrote it down as a quote. If you would like, you can marry me now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Which, which, which begs the question to me, did Crystal listen to that episode and then decide to marry you? Because it wasn't. You know, so funnily enough, that, that lines up with the timeline. Funnily enough, no, I should have done that, but I think uh, I found this episode, the last <laughs> Are you episode. Sure you I, mm, well, okay, it would have been funny, but <laughs> but the and the reason why I say funnily enough is because the way I did propose was still relatively nonchalant, like I had said it would be. Uh, <laughs> Because we were talking, having a good heart to heart, and then I was like, "Hold on a second. I went to the other room, grabbed the ring, and <laughs> came back. <laughs> that, that's cute, though. That's super cute. That's way cuter than asking her on a podcast. I think it would have been effective, <laughs> effective, effective either way. Quick, either way. <laughs> the effect, the uh, the efficacy of it I'm not, is not I'm, in question. I'm definitely not doubting the efficacy, <laughs> but as an artist. Uh, I'm very aware of the cutest factor, yeah. <laughs> and one of those is way cuter than the other. Imagine if I said, Here, "Hold on a second, let me play this episode of of my, of That's Enough Brothers real quick." Yeah. <laughs> has she, so now that you are married, uh, has she heard that episode now? I've. So she she heard some of it. That awkward moment. She heard some of it, but I think she heard the part after I'd already done that. So she is going to need oh. to still hear it. I don't. Or, you should have her listen to it. I will, because I was like, it's funny how what what's real funny though, because like you said, it it aligns with the timeline pr- fairly well. Is we got married three weeks before I posted the episode. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> and your engagement was not very long. Yeah, it wasn't. But what's really hilarious, I think, is that it almost could have worked out that way, except for the fact that, as I had told you originally, somehow I had lost the file, the episode file uh, for a while. And then I found it. And so I just posted it as soon as I found it. (laughs) 
which is which oh, is man. weird. I have I have since fixed my uh, file organization structure so that I know where the episodes for this podcast are, <laughs> uh, because somewhere along the way I had both done a backup of some some of my folders uh, of my media stuff, my recordings, and mm-hmm. but I have like. I had like three different, like two different backups as well Mm -hmm. as the primary folder. And so (laughs) it was in the, it was in one of the backups, but not the primary folder because the primary folder had moved since I made the backup. So, (laughs) and so I was just hunting around for something else and I was like, no way, this is it. As well as I found like four other things that I had wondered where they had gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now I have. When I things have get lost, they often get lost together. Yep. So thankfully, I now know how to do that. But the moral of the story is you may think making multiple nested folders for organizational purposes is helpful, but it becomes mm-hmm. a very, very uh, unhelpful thing after I think two layers of folders. Uh, so. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> which is unfortunate because I am I do need like five layers of folders or more for certain things just well, so that I know where everything me, is but for me helpful. it's really hard because my imagination is so much stronger than my memory oh. <laughs> that it's way easier for me to come up with new possible titles for things yes. than it is for me to remember what the ti- which title I chose mm-hmm. does that make sense What's like he- the part of my brain that tells me which one I chose is so much weaker than the part of my brain that wants to solve problems by creating a new title. Truth. It's, it's, it's something else. And then of course I just titled them based on something that I think I would for sure, that would be simple. But then I forget the fact that if I don't search the right folder, it won't even matter because it'll be like, it's not in this folder. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. Oh man. Well, now that we've gone a whole, almost two, yeah, it's about two hours now for this one. So this is going to be a fun doozy of an episode. A big, a yeah, big this is going to be a long one. It really we're not will even be. done. Yeah. What? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but we're going to pick were, up with the were, horses stuff. Uh, you were, you were hoping we were done, but we're not done. We've <laughs> still got at least four more things to talk about. <laughs> Freaking no way. Really? That's hilarious. Yeah. How were we so yeah. efficient the last time? Though, to be fair, we did have that brief hiccup where uh, uh, my computer freaked out. But, like, wow. That brief hiccup was, like, 20 minutes, though. You're correct. But, but anyway, the, the, next, the next topic will probably be super fast. It'll take us no time at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued by uh, this. Um, so, you have a Patreon. Did you know you have a Patreon? You I did, do, in fact, have a Patreon. Now, mm-hmm. I'll tell when you was the right last now. time you checked your Patreon? Um, I recently ish. I did get the message that I have one new Patreon follower subscriber. Uh, you have one new patron. Patron, and that's it's what me. it's called. That's right. Also, I know you have only one patron. I'm that's pretty right. Sure, I'm the only patron. That is correct. It's yeah. partially because I uh, almost immediately after putting out my Patreon, I real. I think we talked about this last time, actually. Yeah, so. we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, crap, I need to reach I just want everyone to know that I was your first patron. That's, that's all. right. That's all. Which is really <laughs> the coolest patron, so no big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> 
But I'll take I'll take that. Look, I'm I your think cool it's patron grand. right now. That's right. But yeah, so I, I still need to figure that out, um, how I'm going to do that. I might completely change it up, um, what, I, what I might even actually do, um, because it kind of just depends on how everything shakes out. I might actually just integrate like some sort of subscriber thing with my website. Well, that's exactly, not really subscriber thing, but like integrate more of my website stuff. Um, it kind of mm-hmm. just depends. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I've still yet to figure, that's like, number 10 on my list of things to do for my business. Uh, and it's like <laughs> 10 subsection B. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I mean, yeah. And I also hear that you have a new patron. Oh, you're talking about you? What me? Yeah, that is right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so that everybody knows though, Daniel did become my patron before I became his patron. That so. is true. Uh, Daniel is the better brother of the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that we have effectively broken even on our patronage, but it's all right because it's cool because we have to be, a new patron. Although to be fair, I didn't have a choice because you only have one. Oh yeah, tier. that's right. I did have, I did, sp- <laughs> you're correct. I did only put that one tier up. In- <laughs> <laughs> Which so. I just got to say, when I did find yours, it, it did make me laugh because it was like, it has the logo. It has your name. I think there was a description. I, I don't remember. The I put a lot of work into the description, and it's not even accurate anymore. Uh, but and then and then and then it has one, and then it has just one tier under that, and it's like one dollar, and it's like welcome to this team, and I was like. <laughs> Yep, it's exactly how he said it would be. <laughs> yep, <laughs> which is hilarious because I had told you also about all the tears I had made. <laughs> yeah, you used to have. Yeah, and then yep. So now I just have the one. <laughs> so you heard you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Daniel needs your support. Go join his Patreon. Yeah, that's that's the spirit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Come join me on Daniel's Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> We do we do so much stuff. I put po- I post things to Daniel's Patreon almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> and I- oh, that's not true. <laughs> oh my! Well, well I took ninety days off of work to focus on my Patreon uh, and my writing. Oh yeah! And I have quadrupled the number of patrons that I have, which has been a joy. That's right. So yeah, it's been been really satisfying. So. The more I can put my focus and my life into writing, yes, uh, the more I enjoy it. Yeah, so, I think that's really uh, awesome. Also, yeah. how's that bio on your dad going? I have honestly not been working on it. Cool. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it it is, I guess, not going yeah, right now. Fair, but yeah, I've been writing other stuff though. A lot of the other. Yeah, like most of it's short story and poetry right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is dope. So. Yeah, I hope you're enjoying it. Did mm-hmm. you get to read your, the story about you? I still have not actually. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm gonna well, on there. find it and look at so. it at some point. Uh, it doesn't have your name, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, because it's a fictional story about a character based on you, not because not an actual character <laughs> that is you. Uh, uh, so look for the story. I'm trying to remember what the title is off the top of my head, but it's it's a Morning Raven story. It's one of the Morning Raven ones mm-hmm. well, in that don't. world. And it's just so just so for those of you who are listening to the podcast, though, I should I should let you know 
you guys will not find uh, the Daniel Palma story uh, unless you become my patron because it's unfinished, and so only my patrons get to read it. That's but right. It's there. Yeah. It's there. So best about a that. musician who wanders the desert. That's right. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Darn tootin', if I may. <laughs> how, did, how did the play go? Last time I talked to you, you were oh, yeah. in the middle of all the shooting and stuff for the play. How, right. how has that been going? It went great. We we finished it uh, at the end of February. It was a good time. Uh, it was it was nice. It was I I think I told you in fact that it was the first time doing a lead for mm-hmm. me doing like well well being the lead for the show. You were a lead character. Yeah, I didn't I was, realize you were yeah. a lead character when you told mm-hmm. me about it. Yeah, and so I oh maybe you know what I might have been I was talking to Josh. Anyways, but either way I was the lead and I I cool. enjoyed it. Uh, I did also realize that it kind of verified or reinf- not reinforced, but it, it it allowed me to say, you know what, it is cool, I enjoy it, it was fun. But yeah, it's not. It's still not the thing that like my primary focus is, right? Um, it doesn't feed you. Yeah, or at least not in the same way. I love the collaboration abs- aspect, but I, mm-hmm. but you know, I I just really like the create the creativity that I can bring to different types of cre- collaborations outside mm-hmm. that are more, uh, what's the, well, both entrepreneurial and just, uh, original where you're the creator. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. or the ingenuity that I have for other sort of projects, really. I don't think that's exactly the sentence mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, but you get the idea. Um, yeah. So that's, that that was fun. Is that going to be your last play then? No, I'll probably still do other ones. Like I still like performing. It's fun. It's neat. Yeah. Um, but it's, but if it's competing against things that you love doing, exactly. Eventually, it's going to lose. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. And so that that's the that's the big thing. Like I might do it here and there. I've talked with a friend about actually starting an opera company, like a touring opera company. Um, completely unrelated to any of the other stuff I was doing actually. And I hadn't really thought about it until we started talking about it. And we were like, yeah, this is really cool. Well, that's not true. I had thought of something similar, but not the same. Actually, you've listened to my podcast episode. So the one I had with Ian, uh, talking about like figuring out a performance venue, uh, Mm -hmm. it kind of stemmed from that idea. Um, but I was talking to a different friend about the opera company side of doing it because it's similar. Like the concept at its core is still the same. Um, but this one approaches a slightly different need, which is that right now there are touring like musicals and theater companies that do like musical theater and like acting theater, but there aren't really that many touring opera companies and opera is, well, I would say inherently I'm so expensive. I'm surprised to hear that. But, well, here's the thing. It's not like it's inaccessible. I think opera is just as accessible for people as music theater if you do it in a way that is actually inviting. The problem is that people okay. that run it often have such pretense that they essentially... I don't like using this word, so I'm going to use a different one, actually. They essentially create barriers for entry for other people. Yeah. Kind of gatekeeping. Yeah, which was the word I wasn't going to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, why not? I just, I think people use it a lot as of late. And so oh, okay. I don't think it's, I like, I mean, it's not that it's 
not accurate per se, but I, I just don't really like using it so much. It seems weird to me. Fair Anyways. Um, but yeah. 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 Uh, I want to hear some of your opera on Spotify. Yeah. One day that might, that'll likely happen. Um, I want, that's where, that's where I want to, you said, you said opera is more accessible than it used to be. Maybe I think mm-hmm. is what you're trying to say. Yeah, or and at least than it has been I, in recent history. I think is the okay. is the thing. I think the big the well. And let I me have, clarify. I have personally never. Act, mm-hmm. I have. I personally have never accessed oh, yeah. opera or wanted to. I'll put some in our and playlist. So, but but if I ever was gonna gonna access opera, Spotify is where I would be doing it. Well, that sounds reasonable. I well, and yeah. to be clear, I think the way that opera is accessible is in the same way that like theater is accessible in that, like. It is a. It has potential for community, to engage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because of the story, um, generally speaking. I mean, there's the added bit of like, nice music, but like part of the thing is opera storylines often will be convoluted. To a degree, mm. that, you have to commit to suspending your disbelief almost immediately in a different way from how you would do it for even musical theater uh, often, and, because it's intended to be somewhat over the top often. Not all of it, mm-hmm. yeah. but I mean, historically, a lot of them have some weird over the top aspect to them or the story is just like, come on, really? Like classic theater often might. Um, and so that's the thing where you, where I think people just aren't necessarily prepared for that aspect of it. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I learned a new feature to this mix, to this interface. Anyways, um, but, like, that's the part that I think people just aren't necessarily prepared for, um, and especially now, because, like, the way that we tell stories is generally different, and I don't yeah. think the operas have necessarily been adapted in a way that a uh, more common o- audience would just inherently be interested in. Not that it needs mm-hmm. to be, Right. Because people can still yeah. come and appreciate the beautiful music and the fun story or whatever. Um, but there's a level of almost homework that needs to be done beforehand that the audience doesn't necessarily have to do. But oftentimes they will just so that they can better understand what the show's about and whatever. Whereas with a lot of different other art styles, you don't, nece- you don't necessarily need to do your homework before watching the show. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you consider yeah. that a lot of operas aren't in English. It, yeah. What'd you think? I said, especially when you consider the fact that a lot of operas aren't, ne- aren't in e- English, or at least a lot of the most popular operas are not in English. And so that's all, that's another step where it's like a lot of people will do it in the original language of Italian or German or French or mm-hmm. one of those primary three. And so, you're going to run into the issue of the language barrier on top of the, like, the background aspect, right? Because, yeah. like, especially if it's in another language, you can't even understand what the context is in the first place aside from what you see, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why people do their homework. But also, when you do it in English, because of the way that a lot of like the opera style often is it's difficult for you to even understand what's going on in that case because the music is written in a certain way uh as to sound like the idea is oftentimes for opera the music takes precedence over the text 
And so, mm-hmm. whereas with a musical slash musical theater, the intent is for you to understand at all times what's going on in the in the words, and the mm-hmm. music informs the text. But in opera, the words are yes important, but not as much as the music generally mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. And so the way that you tell the story is different and that makes it kind of difficult oftentimes for, I mean, it definitely 90% of the time, okay, maybe not 90, but whatever, a lot of the time for people to even understand what's actually going on. Um, and so, especially when then you compound that with opera, <clears throat> operatic singing is not like a current, not relevant, but it's not the popular style it used to be. Um, yeah. People, and also it's just it's yeah not, yeah it's it's, it's not it's completely not the same as what we listen mm-hmm. to now and so as a result or the majority of people listen to now and so as a result you run the risk of people being overwhelmed by a different musical experience sound like sound landscape um which mm-hmm. then makes them tired really quickly um and mm-hmm. they just get information overload, not because it's bad, but because it's too much for the brain to process because it's not used to it. Um, and so that's, that's a huge thing as well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and so like you have to have a level of tolerance or something to help keep you engaged so that you know the things that you're looking and listening for and all of this sort of stuff um, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Because like if you're watching it, I mean, it reminds me of the first time I went to a concert uh, at the Leeds Center, a classical concert specifically, an orchestra concert, I fell asleep. Matter of fact, the first two times I fell asleep, I went to a concert. Mm -hmm. And it was because I did not have a frame of reference to be able to listen for themes in the music, listen to how things progress and grow and know what to focus on, that after a certain point, I just got overwhelmed because nothing really was engaging my brain slash it was overstimulating my brain because I was just like, I don't know what to focus on. There's so much stuff to focus on. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the difficult challenge with it. Um, but I mean, now I can, because I have a better frame of reference. And of course I'm also invested in it to an extent, but like still mm-hmm. I got trained to the point. In yeah. I got to the point through the training and not that everyone mm-hmm. needs the training, but it is, it's easier once you under, have a certain baseline level of understanding so that you can just follow along and not necessarily get super deep, but be able to just follow along and know what's going on, right, <laughs> to some yeah. degree. Um, yeah, because yeah. if, if I have to do homework in order to enjoy a thing, to me that is the definition of not enjoying a thing. Yeah. And I, and I think that's pretty common. I think that's why it's not like it's not current pop music, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, yeah, it's its own thing, its own entity. Oh yeah, but, and I mean to be yeah. fair, the other thing is too. Um, I I personally push back on that idea a little bit because some things that you really really like, you'll dig into further, right? And it'll be fun, but it's in a different way, right? Or from a different kind of approach. Like I think uh, an easy example I think I would use would be like Wasteland Weekend stuff, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, you got into welding and stuff more and doing cool stuff and working on cars and yeah. projects and stuff. But it wasn't necessarily so much because it was, like, homework, right? But it was kind of as a means to an end because you enjoyed the premise of why you were doing it in the first place. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, but, you know, that's that's the hard thing, I think, because, you like, in order for opera to appeal more to the masses, you have to 
not convince, but convince people they're interested in it in the first place. Which, I mean, is kind of what yeah, you have to yeah. do for anything. It has, it has but, to be appealing. Yeah, but you have to make it appealing yeah. in a way that they're willing to actually yeah. go along with it. Yeah, there has to be something desirable about it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of projects mm-hmm. that uh, not everyone appreciates and it is not a popular project, but still a, a fulfilling and satisfying project, which is mm-hmm. what I feel like I, when I hear you talk about opera, I, uh, that's what it seems like, is I have been doing uh, live streams of reading the entire book of Deuteronomy. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. And how's that been going? Yeah. Well, it was going really well for about, a, I think it was like a week and a half. Nice. And then I have dropped the ball since. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, but I ordered a bunch of new Bibles in different uh, translations to cool. read it in. fun. And so I'm, I'm excited about doing it, but I just haven't, lately, I, I think I go through waves of having enough discipline and drive to actually get things done. Yeah. And I had a wave where I had a lot of that and mm-hmm. I got a lot done for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And now I've had, you know, what is it? What's the thing between two waves? I've been in one of those. <laughs> so uh, I know the but, word, but I can't remember now. So I'll yeah, wait. same here. So, but yeah, the, the, that's like the two big things I have going on is, uh, Deuteronomy and writing, uh, those Deuteronomy live streams and then trying to write every day and post it to my Patreon. So, that's super awesome, yeah. man. I, I actually, we talked about this before, actually. I think it was back when I we visited you at, at Myvedon, actually. Uh, you and I had okay. a little bit of time to chat, and I was talking about how, like, I really have loved getting into reading different versions of the Bible and comparing them. Uh, mm, yeah, because, I love Because, I mean, I actually ran into this yesterday. I I've also... Well, I started a reading plan forever ago that I, it was like the Bible Project's Torah uh, mm-hmm. plan. Reading plan. Yeah, and I was, I was like, awesome, I'll read through this because I think it's really, like I have a new appreciation and perspective on just like reading, like especially what mm-hmm. some of like the non-narrative books that sometimes will get a little heavy or can mm-hmm. be perceived as boring. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, uh, reading through numbers started to kind of, no. It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah, that that was a little bit of a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got into, or was it the beginning of Leviticus? Now I got to check and see because I got a decent They're way through. They're both difficult. Yes. But Leviticus I actually found really interesting. Oh, yeah, no, I just started Leviticus. Uh, so I guess it was the end of Exodus, actually. No, it was the very beginning of Leviticus then, because Exodus, nope, it was the end of Exodus, that's right, because it talks about building the tabernacle and the clothing mm-hmm. and all just the, like all, the, all of the, the specificities design. of that, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting and cool um, in, in, in so far as, or at least from where I am right now, in so far as like it's... When you take the time to visualize it. Yeah, because it's like everything is so specific and like detail was set i think it's really cool that there were very particular people that were set for the tasks to make this stuff uh Mm -hmm. like the fact that everyone donated more than enough supplies and materials for it oh yeah like all of the stuff is really 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 cool uh so cool in fact that i was overwhelmed a bit 
couldn't pay attention to where I was focusing and couldn't wait to get to Leviticus, uh, which I, <laughs> I don't know how many people have ever said couldn't wait to get to Leviticus, but I couldn't wait to get to Leviticus. And, <laughs> and, and not going to lie, like I, it, it, it's been really interesting for me, especially because of what we were talking about, the referencing different versions. Mm-hmm. because there are some things that are said in certain versions that literally don't make logical sense uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> until you check out context from what was earlier said in the chapter or whatever. And then you compare it to another version that actually has it in a way that makes sense. And you're like, this is actually probably the context that makes sense. That is intended. Yep. Um, I mean, that's also why I would, I also have a habit of when I'm really confused, not even when I'm really confused, just sometimes normally I'll just go check out a concordance and do like Greek word for word and or Hebrew word for word translations um, slash mm-hmm. phrase by phrase analysis just to check. Oh, there's our good old 1130 uh, biker that speeds down the street uh, every time around ele- between 11 and 1130. He will just zip down in his car. It's so loud. Anyways. Um, yeah, but like comparing them and like doing that, I've really loved doing that, which has been fun because I think it's something that you don't really think about necessarily. And mm-hmm. I guess you as in a general people often don't necessarily think about just the fact that, <clears throat> and I really learned this by translating music out of other languages into English so that I could understand what it was I was singing. Um, but like, people often don't realize that translation it's not necessarily a guess, but people will bring their own context in sometimes Mm -hmm. into their translation. And so, or they may want to phrase something a certain way that they want. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And it will screw with the actual intent and intended, uh, context and meaning of a phrase sentence or idea um and one one that i and so where i was is at the beginning of leviticus where it was talking about like sin offerings and things and yeah and it was talking about how like if you unintentionally commit a sin as soon as you realize you've committed that sin it says then you need to go and do that sin offering because you're at that point it uses guilty Mm -hmm. as the word, but like, but like now you understand it. Right. So go and confess. Mm -hmm. And in the version I was reading, it said that, and I was like, okay, cool. That makes sense. That's reasonable. And then it says a similar thing a little bit later on. And then at the very end, or maybe it was just the next time I saw, saw something that was set up the same way. This time it said, (laughs) it said, (laughs) if you don't understand if you don't know about the sin that you committed or whatever, you're still guilty <laughs> and you're culpable. And at first I was like, I guess like you'll reap the consequences of the action or whatever yeah. it was. But then I was like, based on the context of what it was talking about before, some of these things you literally would not even necessarily see a consequence for uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> per se. So yeah. that doesn't make any sense. And as it turns out, when I looked at it, I was like, this seems very oddly similar to something I just read. And then wait, let me check a couple other versions. <laughs> and, 
And lo and behold, a couple other versions had it make sense. And I was like, oh, it actually is saying the same thing it said before. And especially because now I understand that in a lot of different spots, like not that necessarily this spot is one of those times. Actually, it kind of is, though. Like the way things are worded is also in a poetic structure sometimes for a lot of aspects Mm -hmm. because it's conveying a broader theme that may ex- that may span chapters or books even mm-hmm. right and yeah, so <clears throat> and so like in this instance it was doing essentially a callback or at least in phrasing to what i was saying in the first point right mm-hmm. and since the context is still the same it wouldn't make sense and i think that's also the other thing too like i think some people will just not that every time you're going to be able to figure it out obviously but like a lot of times people just say oh this doesn't make sense whatever and just leave it mm-hmm. when really it just takes a little bit of investigation to be like oh wait this actually does make sense this just didn't this was worded incorrectly and for to be fair a lot of people don't necessarily have the context and understanding that they can actually look up and reference themselves or they don't necessarily have the experience in working with languages to understand mm. some of the give and take that happens in creating Translation. translations, especially when you're comparing even even like a century old text, right, to yeah. modern usage, like fifty years even sometimes. Like, yep, the meanings of words may have evolved, and so the connotation and th- of the terms may be different or the connotation of the words may be different. Uh, and you may not know it. Right. Yeah. Um, let alone thousands year old text. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I find that really cool. Um, it's been something that I've really loved kind of getting into because I mean, it's made, it's given me a challenge, I think specifically in, Mm -hmm in especially like reading the Torah section of not only looking for kind of like the poetic themes and the, as like the Bible project people, they were talking about like seeing them as in movements, like sections, which Mm -hmm. I understand that well, being a musician trained classically, especially like looking at them in movements as organization Mm -hmm. structures that will have themes and mode and ideas that reference back to one another. Um, and will have some form of potential symmetry and, or, relation um or some sort of poetry at least yeah exactly like looking at them in that way but also having a the challenge of really investigating into a section that i think doesn't make sense upon first glance Mm -hmm. and seeing if it does make sense but if i still don't get it it's okay to leave it and come back to it later still Right. I think that's the biggest beauty of the Bible, not to necessarily come at it and be like, I know for sure everything that I read. Right. But Mm -hmm. still doing to an extent, maybe let's say your due diligence in trying to get a deeper understanding and a deeper knowledge. Um, But at the same time, understanding that it's okay if you don't fully understand it or it's okay if what once you thought was the clear understanding actually turns out to be even sometimes the exact opposite in the case of this sentence right <laughs> that <I> yeah <laughs> like it's okay because at the end of the day like as long as you're open to growing that's what's more important right and you're yeah. humble about it i think is mm-hmm. the true main point yeah. yeah 
I have one more question. This is the last question I have, Daniel. Oh, all right. It's in some ways the most important question of this entire podcast. Oh. Uh, how is the Jive Turkey Cornucopia project going? <laughs> Dang it! I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even consider. <laughs> I love your response, Daniel. I, I didn't even consider that that was going to be your question. It's funny because it's almost related to what question I thought you were going to ask, which was, what is your goal for this? What is your uh, theme for the year? Uh, but is that your goal for the year? No, the it's stuff? not. Uh, uh, oh, not that I don't want to do it. my favorite ever song. Not that I don't want to do it. That's right, because of the jab track. Oh, man, that was hilarious. It was a beautiful way to end that episode, by the way. But I, <laughs> the, <laughs> the thing that was, um, I, it's funny because me and Crystal were still here for Thanksgiving because that's the way it should be, honestly, I think, just being, being home for Thanksgiving. Well, that may change, but I really like at least being home for Thanksgiving. I didn't get to watch my John Wick movies like I normally do, uh, but... You watched John running. Wick as a tradition for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I started it three years ago and then did it the next year uh, and then accidentally missed <laughs> it this last awesome year. Tradition. I watch all three back to back. And the problem is I know Crystal will not want to suffer through that, uh, even though I will mm. love it. And there's a fourth one coming out soon, which I will buy. I know. Uh, I need to buy DVD copies of all of them, in fact. Um, but the, but yeah, the fourth one I will buy and I will watch it. I may not wait till Thanksgiving though. I might, but I probably <laughs> won't. It depends on when it comes you out. You can just rewatch on Okay. Fair. Exactly. I. But yeah, I. I so it was just the, so fun. Back to the cornucopia. Yeah. Anyways, back yes. To the cornucopia. Because that well Thanksgiving. But anyways, yeah, cornucopia. Uh, it has not progressed anywhere since I last talked about it. Not for want of doing it, to be clear. I was reminded of it a few Wait, what'd you say? Not for want, not for, well, not so much not for lack of trying, but like not because I have given up on it, but rather because for whatever reason, I didn't even remember to do it until after Thanksgiving. Actually, I might've remembered on Thanksgiving, but by that point, me and Crystal were like, ah, we're kind of tired, but don't you worry. It will be completed. I don't know when it would be beautiful to have another song, uh, in the, in the cycle sometime within the year. Who knows? Maybe I'm it'll happen. Crying right now but I'll tell you right now, because I still stand by the fact that we need more Thanksgiving songs. Uh, and <laughs> My motto is if there's something I can do about it, I'll do it. So it's not that it won't happen. It's just that I it won't necessarily happen expeditiously. Let's put it at that. Uh <laughs> well, here's an idea. Uh, maybe maybe um, less elaborate compositions for, for Thanksgiving so that I can sing along. <laughs> I suppose that's fair. I'll make sure. You know that... what I want? I, I want a Thanksgiving song that is about the Detroit Lions <laughs> that I can that I can sing every Thanksgiving to just torment my wife because she's a Steelers fan. She hates it. <laughs> There's a Lions game. <laughs> I'll try and fit it in there. I'm still a Lions fan. Is what it comes down to. That's hilarious. Wants, I, I'm gonna figure perfect. out a way to integrate that into one of the songs, guaranteed. Now. As long Good. as, well, yeah. I say guaranteed, but as long as I am writing said song you at it. the same time I'm listening 
as when I'm listening to this podcast or somewhere close yeah. thereafter. I'll just, uh, I'll just text you the two words Detroit Lions every day until you're done with the project. That's every hilarious. morning you'll wake up, open your phone, and it just says Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I like I said, it's not for wa- lack of wanting to finish it. Uh, but yes, it will happen. I guarantee it, and it will be phenomenal. Good. It'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a beaut. Let me tell you, a beaut. I. Well, thanks for. Oh, love thanks it. for podcasting with me, Daniel. Hey, thanks for podcasting this. with me. Me too. It's been a bee last as always. I'm actually getting <laughs> a little bit vocally tired now. I can feel it. Uh, yeah. Because I have not. I haven't done a podcast talk in a, such a long time because ours was definitely the last one. And I did also talk yeah. a lot earlier today as well. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it's what well, it is. Well, this, this is a long podcast. So That's true. This one's probably talking about longer two, than two and three quarter pod hours. Yeah, this is. Well, I can't speak. This is really much longer than our last one. but you know yeah we probably won't make this a habit necessarily but maybe we will who knows well i've I've already thought of a strategy to keep for keeping it um from doing this again (laughs) oh you have don't worry good (laughs) i've got a plan oh praise the lord but all right but this has been good though it has indeed well fella as always uh, we're gonna end this one with a song as well uh and I've got just the tune. Uh, oh, do you? I do have just the tune. Unfortunately, you wouldn't be able to hear it if I played it now uh, because I uh, uh, don't have it set up. But this one is going to be really, really, really great, which is... Two brothers. Well, that's enough brothers. Don't worry about the other two brothers. Honestly, that was phenomenal. I love that. That was super good. Goodbye, everyone.